Butler Productions presents The World of Esther, Season 2. have long been written into the annals of history and whose many achievements are often spoken of in legend and song. But in the 50 years since then, Esther has changed dramatically. In the ensuing 50 years, the veil that once shrouded Esther was pulled back into the stone of Corbinet. And with that shroud gone, visitors came from other places, far beyond the reaches of Esther's system. <laughs> Which has caused Esther to both flourish and also change dramatically. Grand Rheinstall is no longer so grand. The kingdom has been split in half. The remaining kingdom has rallied, rallied around a new ruler in what is now being called the Victorian region. And all the while, technology has furnished and grown. Rifles that were once rare are becoming a common reality, a common theme seen throughout war 
Pentagon security. Fashions have changed, and all sorts of things have been advanced for the betterment, or possibly the worse, for Esther. Our focus here tonight is on the continent of Constant et Tableau, hey. the old Elven continent, where we go to the small village of, wait one second, I have it written down here somewhere. <laughs> Please hold. It happens. Of Shia Lauren, where a small festival is taking place. Among the visitors, among the people gathered round, is a small band of people. Um, Nick, would you like to introduce your character? Oh, um, I was formerly Vallis. As you all know, he has retired. Um, this season, I will be playing Casbis, a gnome wizard who is from uh, far away from where we are now. Um... He has, he's roughly 150 years old, so he has seen some shit, but um, he left his homeland uh, to experience the world and learn, because he likes to learn new things about the world. Um, he served as a court wizard for a while, and then after that ruler died, he uh, decided to move on with his adventure. So here he is now, after all these things have like opened up and all these new channels and all that, he wants to explore the unexplored. Cool. <laughs> we're all nerds. We're playing D and D. Now, Caspus, where would you be uh, coming in? Would you say the main entrance? Okay, you're just outside the city gates, the small town gates, and all around you can see a small, a fairly large group of people wandering about. Some merriment is taking place. Strings are being dispensed and. A few small tokens are being exchanged here and there. You're not all that fascinated in that. You are looking for something else. Mm -hmm. You're looking for sort of one of the shaman folk. Somebody, one of the elders might know something <clears throat> magical about this little town. Uh, Regan, would you like to introduce your character? Sure. So, I'll follow his lead. I was previously Millicent, obviously. She's retired as well. Um, I will be playing Sunny. She is a nor uh, Norm. <laughs> Normie. <laughs> Norm. I'm, I'm smashing words together. A gnome sorcerer. There we go. We're going to be gnomies. Wild magic. So she's chaotic as heck. Um, she's a chaotic good character. Um, she is 17, so she's young and naive, and she's trying to get out there and be the hero. And, and a 17-year-old gnome. That's really young. You're crazy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. She has just decided she's just Can you going. even walk yet? <laughs> Bitch, I'm grown. I do what I want. <laughs> Sorry. God, your guys' relationship is going to be interesting. <laughs> really old gnome, really young gnome. I'm not even that old. 
I'm only 150. You're older than all of us by like more than a century. Probably <laughs> combined even. Anyways. When do gnomes actually reach like maturity? I, I, they, they mature at the same rate, but like as far as like adulthood, like physically mature, about the same rate, just like okay. elves. But um, they're not typically considered adults until way later in yeah. life. That's what I thought. No, she is like ridiculously like childish. Yeah. Super upbeat, oh, positive, ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, she's got bright pink hair that's up in pigtails um, as a consequence of some magic that she had done in the past. Oh, yeah. Mine, so. mine has white hair with gray flecks, like kind of... Um, Spiked bat, not spiked. That makes me sound like a douchebag. But um, yeah. And then he has bum chops. <laughs> Sorry, continue. And that didn't make you sound like a douchebag. <laughs> Who are you, old man Logan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that maybe I'll design some claw. I do have a twelve strength as a wizard. I think that pretty much covers Sunny. So she's an annoying little kid with bright pink hair, basically. I love it. Nice. Okay. So, so why would she be coming to this? Uh... Fast. Just a party, maybe? Yeah. Basically. Fun. Get Looking crunk. for fun. You're not even of legal drinking age. <laughs> As a gnome. Is there legal drinking age? Two. <laughs> Here, I'll even look it up while you guys continue your introductions. Just for shits and giggles. What? Legal drinking age? Please continue. So... You've basically come here because you heard there was a festival, and festival means parties, and parties mean fun, and fun means woo! Yeah. Sounds about right. And it's in one of these little tavern stalls that they have set up, sort of like a beer tent almost, where um, we meet another member of our party. Um, Sierra, would you like to introduce, uh... Oh, what up? <laughs> that was fast. I was going to watch the Uh, well, I was previously Shalta, and I am now playing character Scarlet. Uh, she is a human bard with long red hair, and she always has a flower crown, and she's fascinated with anything old and antique, like from the So basically days. my character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um... No, but like when when you were describing how like the world has changed and fashions has have changed, she really hasn't. I would say she's very much into like the old tavern lunch dresses and things and that whole kind of aesthetic. So she's wearing that, um, and she is you know a performer. So she goes around performing, and she gets very offended if people don't know who she is. Oh, <laughs> but ultimately, she's a good character. I, I like to compare it to uh, Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy I was just movies. thinking that! <laughs> Star-Lord. Who? <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, it happens quite a lot, because she's only a level one, so people don't really know who she is. But, uh... Yeah, so she's a, she's a fun performing character, and... Uh, awesome! Yeah, she's gonna be interesting, for sure. So you've come here... Mainly for your performance. Your this is another good. I like gig. money. This is a, another <laughs> great gig you can get on. Yeah. Problem is you didn't send an invitation beforehand to say, "Hey, can I play at your festival?" So <laughs> relying on tips. <laughs> so now, pretty sure you're going to have to kind of weasel your way in here and try to say, "Hey, you got any room for me?" 
Okay. Um, well, I think I would be kind of scoping it out to see what other kind of performers are there before I'd be trying to weasel my way in, because I, I may not if... All right. It'd be, it'd be, it'd all depend. So. All right, so, mainly in search of another gig, but also probably just scoping out the competition. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the festival, seeing if I can find any trinkets. Oh, I have something perfect I could be looking for, actually. I forgot about this. So, I ended up getting a trinket as, like, part of my background, and I looked through the list of trinkets in the book, and Mm -hmm. one of the trinkets that I could get was a book where, like, the last page is missing. And so, let me find it real quick, because I wrote it down here. Sorry, I'm trying to find it because it's actually something. No, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, like, I grew up on stories of heroes of old, and I believe we can learn something from these stories. So that's why I became an entertainer to tell them in new and inspiring ways. And I like to adventure because I'm trying to find a suitable ending for the book that I've been reading because I can't seem to find the last page. So, yeah, that's like my whole purpose as why I became a performer and why I want to actually adventure instead of just performing is because I want to find a good ending for the remainder of my book. So it's not a book I wrote. It's just a book that I have and I like whipped through it and loved it so much. And then like the last few pages are missing. So I don't know how it ends. So that would be also something I'd be looking for. I would say. And let's say that this book is actually the histor the history of Kalamata. A notated history of the calamity and events beforehand, as written by Saint Augustian Delamore. Alright, sounds good. And the last pages are of the epilogue and where the heroes left afterwards. Very cool. Oh yeah, my character is also like 20 or like 22, somewhere early 20s range, so I should mention that. So she's pretty young, not old enough obviously to remember what happened because she didn't exist, so. She was she was still but a uh, little me. A wee lass. <laughs> Not even a twinkle in the eye of her father. <laughs> All right. Anywho. So, um, uh, Caspus, <laughs> you're at the town gate. What do you do? Um, I'm here to search for a shaman. I would look for anyone who might be able to answer some questions about the past and what's happened in this area. Okay. Because this is the same continent that everything went down, right? Pretty much, yeah. So I would say, um, make an investigation check. To try to find uh, somebody who might know. Uh, 13. Okay. You do eventually stop somebody, um... It's a young elven woman with uh, fiery red hair. She says, Hi, welcome to the fair festival. How can I help you? Hi, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking for someone who might be able to answer some questions for me about the history of this place. 
Well, the history of this place. Oh, I see. Hmm. Well, Shaman Galoran is um, usually in his hut, but since it's uh, the fair festival, I would say you might just find him under the drink tent. Okay. Well, thank you for your kind help. Well, not a problem at all. I've never played a nice character before. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> It's so hard to be nice. So I would head towards the drink tent then. All right. So you head towards the drink tent. Drink tent. Excuse me. <laughs> We're all having a hard time. Deciding. I know. It's, it's like... going to be a rough uh, session one. <laughs> <coughs> it's already off to a rough start. It's okay. As long as we all survive. Well, it'll pick up when we get more accustomed to new characters. Too. Right. It's hard to switch Yeah, fair gears. warning. I'm totally going to call you Valus at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Valu. <laughs> so, um, you head into the drink tent. And uh, you see much merriment is taking place. A couple of people are sort of dancing to this sort of... Um, it almost sounds like a bit of a upbeat waltz with a couple of people playing uh, accordion-like instruments and whatnot. People are sort of dancing and shuffling, and you kind of notice in the crowd... What's your uh, passive perception? Eleven. Okay, that should be enough. You do notice a pink-haired gnome, sort of Dancing about and sort of uh, kicking her legs out in every which way, like a sort of really mad can can. Are there a lot of like gnomes in this area, or would that look odd to me that there's a random gnome here? They don't typically they stay in their own little burrows or whatever. Yeah, this one's a little odd. Most of the gnomes that you know are back in your home place, tend to stick to burrows, like you say, but. Sometimes it's not uncommon, right? But you've never seen a gnome. Most gnomes are kind of like uh, halflings in a way. They sort of sit and they sort of drink and maybe do a couple of old-fashioned dances. Never seen one with pink hair dance like this. Hmm. Fun. Okay, I guess I'll go speak to her. <laughs> All right. So you approach her. Well, hello there. Hello! New friend! <laughs> What's your name? Well, hi there. I'm Caspis. Hi, Caspis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes! Oh, boy. And I'm just going to be straight up Caspis. Like, he's going to be intrigued by the fact that she has pink hair like that. Um, so I'm honestly probably, and I probably won't care about, like, personal brownies. I'll be like, I've never seen anybody with hair quite like yours, especially a gnome. Oh, I gotta tell you about the story about how this happened. Okay, so, get this. I am messing around with my magic. It was pretty new at this point. I don't, I'm not gonna get into that story about how that happened. But magic. anyway. That's magic. the story that he's actually interested in when she's gonna go on. <laughs> So my hair. So I was working on magic, do, 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 running around, and all of a sudden, like wild magic does, it got a little bit out of control, and uh, poof, my hair was pink. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> fits my personality, right? <laughs> I'd agree to that. You're fun. Oh. You know, I'm somewhat of a, a magic user myself. Yeah? Yeah. How did you get your magic? Well, years and years of studying. I wasn't so lucky as to get gifted with magic like you. Uh, I wouldn't call it gifted. Happened in quite an unpleasant scenario. What was that? Oh, you see, I was out playing in the rain, and my mom told me not to, but I just, I really, really love splashing in puddles. And so I was out playing in the rain, and down from the sky, a bolt of lightning right on my head. That's why I wear my hair in pigtails. It's quite out of control. Zap! <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Melissa gets one reincarnated and one of the one of the, the the four is like, you know what, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. <laughs> Woo! Good deal. That is quite fascinating. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Not at the time, but it got cooler as I thought about it. I mean to be gifted with such abilities, that that's pretty insane if you ask me. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree. You see, I had to work very hard to be able to do simple things such like this, and I'm just going to do something like, I'm going to cast prestidigitation and create it in a little illusion of like a butterfly flying in my hand. I'm gonna get I worked it. very hard to do things like this. Well, that sucks, but that's really, really cool. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'm going to snap my fingers. It's going to kind of poof away with like, like the way she is. I'm going to make it like kind of like sparkly, like glittery. <laughs> Woo! I love that! I'm telling you, we're gonna be gnomies. We're gonna make happens. Tell me, do you know about the history of this place? Um, do I look old enough to know about the history of this place? Well, have you read anything? I mean, are you from around here? Do I look like I'm from around here? Because I really don't feel like I fit in, because I don't belong here. Well, I didn't know if you were maybe born around here. Some gnomes do tend to leave their, um... Burrows. Burrows, such as myself. Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely not from here. Oh, okay. Have you seen anyone that may look like a shaman? I'm looking for a shaman Galoran. How do I say that? Um, make a... Make a... Uh, just make a straight knowledge check. Give me an unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, you didn't pick up a name, but you did see a couple of old guys sitting around uh, a wooden table just sort of sipping beer, but old people are boring, so you wanted to go dancing. Well, I did see these couple of old guys around a table. Are you looking for someone like that? What kind of old guys? At boring ones? Can you point me in the direction, please? I'd like to skip back to where I was. Okay. I saw these men before. So as as she's skipping and you're following uh, her to these old people, uh, let's check in on uh, Scarlet. Right. So Scarlet, I would imagine you're probably at the drinking tent where all the music is. Sure. And what you gonna do? Well, uh, it sounds like I would like to have a drink. 
All right. Something's never changed. <laughs> <laughs> Along the wall of the uh, tent, not too far from where the musicians are sitting, are these big barrels of multitudes of ale. Around the corner from that as well is sort of where they're keeping some of the harder ciders and uh, distilled liquors in these very large glass jugs. Okay. Um, well, I would like to... Do they have any wine there? Uh, there is a, a small table with a small assortment of wines. What kinds of wines are there? Uh, there's big green bottles with what looks like red in it. There's a couple of crystalline bottles with a sort of blue wine. They even have a very nice vintage of sparkling scale wine. Shimmering. Shimmering scale wine, sorry. <laughs> I was hoping you'd throw it All in. Right. Um, I would like some of that, please. <laughs> sunny, sunny. You no. get yourself a uh, glass of uh, shimmering scale wine, and just as you're pouring the glass, the elf uh, bar sort of bartender looks at you and says, uh, excuse me, the rest of the drinks may be free, uh, but there's a five gold down payment for your wine. Uh, oh, sure, no problem. And I'd like to like dig in my pack and I'm actually going to pull out my lipstick and put it on. <laughs> and then I would like to cast the friend's cantrip. <laughs> Which is just somatic and material, and the material is a small amount of makeup applied to the face as the spell is cast. <laughs> and for the duration, I have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of my choice that isn't hostile towards me. And it lasts for up to a minute, and when the spell ends, the creature realizes I use magic to influence its mood and becomes hostile towards me. <laughs> and a creature prone to violence might attack me. Um... Another creature might seek retribution in other ways at the DM's discretion, depending on the nature of your interaction with it. So yeah, so I'd like to kind of cast that, you know. Um, <laughs> and then I'll just turn around and smile at him and say, um, well, come on, we're such good friends. Shouldn't I be able to taste it for free? Uh, make a charisma roll. <laughs> the advantage and hopefully it's a little bit better. Oh, well, nope, that's a two. So oh, man. <laughs> I rolled a two both times. Even uh, though even though the serve is But I have a plus, but it's not much. Uh, so it's a total of five. <laughs> The sort of, the magic of it sort of seems to collapse in on his pupils a little bit. There's just this tiny little sort of scarlet shade that sort of appears around his eyes. But he kind of shakes it off and says, I'm sorry. If uh, I can't give it for free, but if you'd like a discount, I'll gladly take it for at least two gold. Not many people are drinking the wine anyways, so it won't be too much of a waste. That seems fair, so I'll, I'll give him the two gold then for it. Thank you. Enjoy it. It's a great vintage. I'd like to try to steal the bottle. <laughs> wow. Oh my god! It's vintage! It's, I'm obsessed with it! There's no way I can afford the whole thing, so... And I told you that it's basically going to be 
dandelion dick, so I'm gonna be getting into trouble. <laughs> okay. Um, Come on, it's what Valis would do, is what she's thinking, because she's right about him. What Valis do? What did he really want me to pay money for this wine? <laughs> well, if it was just any old wine, yes, but if it was his vintage wine where he makes a fuck <coughs> off it, no. But I'll let you roll with it. <laughs> um, make a sleight of hand. Excellent. <laughs> I'd be so surprised if it is. Two twos and a one. Fifteen. Okay. So while he's not looking, uh, while he's tending to another customer, you very stealthily sort of pick up the wine bottle, sort of put the makeshift stopper on it, mm-hmm. and very casually just put it into your coat pocket where you've got a hidden little pocket. Oh, I absolutely want to go off and blend into the crowd now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not sticking around after that. All right, make a stealth check then. A natural 21. <laughs> you just disappear into the crowd and just sort of start doing the... Sort of elven dances that yep. everyone is doing. I'll just doing. tip my head and go off. <laughs> and as the, you kind of notice as the bartender uh, returns to his spot, he's like, What the hell? What the? Damn it! And you just sort of smile to yourself knowing you just got away with <laughs> stealing a vintage bottle of wine. Valus would be so proud. Valus would be so <laughs> proud! Because <laughs> he already made the profit off of it, like, the, whoever it was bought it off of him, so he doesn't care. Well, you're more of a Valis authority than I am, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my character really is inspired. I didn't know it was going to be our, our previous characters at that time, but now since he said that, I'm rolling with it, and I'm going to try to act like all my favorite characters out of storybooks in my mind, so I'm going to try to be like Millicent. I'm going to try to be like Valis. <laughs> I'm gonna freak out when I read Stoltis. I was gonna say, notice Stoltis wasn't in that list. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be just like you. It's like, don't, no, stop. First of all, I don't talk that way. <laughs> no, it'd be so funny if like Stoltis was just left out of the book. Maybe. Oh man. Like they just forgot about. I'd be sad. I mean, he didn't really. Be sad. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever Tyler has to say. I've got enough shenanigans. No, I would have seen who's You would have briefly mentioned. We'll, we'll leave Garouk out of it, though. <laughs> That's this bitch. Chapter 3, this bitch. Let's just move on, shall we? Sorry. So, you start, you keep on dancing a little while, and uh, what's your passive perception? Oh. It is... My passive perception is a 14. Hmm. Okay. Well, as you're sort of dancing and blending in and sneaking around, pink hair sort of catches your eye. Hmm. From this small little figure, the the skipping, and another equally as small figure trailing behind. Hey, I'm three foot four. Small. You know, some say would. That's insensitive. I'm sorry. 
calling me small. <laughs> small. Oh, Lord. I mean, are they doing anything of particular interest? They're heading through the tables and aiming for a table of sort of elderly looking people. Hmm. Are there any other, like, gnomes in the general area, or...? Uh, make a perception check. I'm just trying to think of why I would want to follow them, you know? Like, right. I don't want to, you know, not get the party together, but I also am trying to think of a good reason. Uh, well, I rolled a 19. And I get pluses, so it's going to be an unnatural something. Man, it's getting so weird trying to adjust to these new skills. Uh, yeah, that's an unnatural 23. <clears throat> okay. Look, giving a quick look about, in the immediate vicinity, there are no other gnomes that you can see. Okay, well that would probably be enough to make me want to just follow them, because maybe the one looks kind of old, so maybe he knows a good place to get some cool stuff. Okay. And I like the pink <clears throat> hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you trail you find your way through the tables you know, just kind of be dancing through the crowd to get closer to them like pretty casually right and you do that and as you get closer to them they finally reach the table of the old men and we'll go back to you two over there as you as uh, you Caspis uh Approach the table with uh, Sunny bringing you in tow. Well, I thank you, young one. Um, you said you like to have fun, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if you stick with me, maybe I can help you hone your magic a little bit, and I'm sure there will be plenty of adventure along the way. I don't see why not. Good. Let's speak to uh, Mr. Galoran then. Um, excuse me, sirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking for a Galoran, a shaman in here. Oh, uh, give me one second. And uh, the older gentleman sort of looks toward the sleeping uh, sort of elven figure. Galoran, somebody wants you. Sort of wakes up. Hmm? Oh, I am Galoran. How can I help you? Hi, yes, I was just uh, wondering if I could ask you a few questions. Oh, questions. Hmm. I suppose it would depend on the subject of the question. Well, I, I take it you were around for when the calamity happened, correct? Oh, yes. Many of us were. Well, Elves are a long-lived uh, species, you see. I'm going to start oh, like, I... super eavesdropping when I hear someone name-drop the calamity, by the way. Like... <laughs> yeah, that sort of pricks your ears a little bit. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, I, I understand elves are fairly old, but not so much compared to myself. Well, this is certainly true. I mean, I I mean no offense, am, of course. I myself am reaching my twilight years, hence my frequent meditations. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, what were you going to ask? Well, uh, I was just wondering what you could tell me about the Calamity. I mean, I was actually not around here when that happened. Oh, uh, outside the veil, yes. 
Yes. <clears throat> well, what did you want to know again? <laughs> about the calamity, sir. Yes. What about it? I was I was not from here. Um, I was curious what all happened. What transpired? Let's see. Well, it began with blue skies. The day had just been like any other. My wife and I, along with my young child at the time, Ezrida, we went down to the river, as we usually do, in searching for fresh water. At the time, we had no well yet built, so we still went down to the stream. And that's when we noticed the color and the smell. The river had turned to blood. Blood? Blood, yes. Not the whole river? The whole river. And not just our river. All rivers and all bodies of water. What sort of magic could have done that? Some say that it was the Stone of Corbinant. Have I heard of that? I'll make a arcana Unnatural 20. It's fairly common knowledge to many studious wizards. It's brought up quite regularly since the information last got out after the collapse of the veil that much of what has occurred was caused by the sudden reappearance of the Stone of Corbinet, a sort of linchpin of the universe, as it were. And once it was removed from its pedestal, it began to affect the natural order of the world. But as to details about it, a lot of your scholars are scarce. So you're telling me the Stone of Corvenant caused all of that to happen? Mm. Not just the rivers to turn to blood, but other things began to occur. The sky turned blood red over all of Esther. The ethereal winds howled as if something was dying in the air. Diseases spread rampant and violence took over. Who, who was it that con like someone had to have activated the stone? Well, some say it was the same group of adventurers who first uh, who put the stone away who sealed its power away. Others say that they merely happened upon it by a group of thieves. The sources are not so specific, but I remember when they came. I saw them depart the ship, you see. Who departed the ship? Five people. A woman black with a staff with a skull on its tip. I saw... A man dressed in green. Our very own Stoltis, it was. Stoltis? Your very own? Indeed. Stoltis was raised in the druidic village that once 
was called Shiloran. You said our very own. Is he still alive to this day? In the matter of speaking, he went with his druid tribe deep into the forests. And some say that he became one with the trees. Of course, the trees aren't as healthy as they used to be. Um, an unfortunate side effect of the industrialization. Indeed. Ever since the Victorians dispatched their men to take over multiple parts of Constantinople, blue. The Victorians? Hmm. Haven't you heard of the Victorians? Have I heard anything about them? Make a knowledge check. History. I was going to say you mean history. Okay. Uh, nine. You've, you're familiar with the name, but you don't know much about them. For as large as an empire as they are, or at least so you've heard, you don't know a whole lot of details about their society or their works. You figure they're just a small part of a larger machine. Hmm. Where were we? You had asked what the Victorians were. Right, okay. You know where they, who they are. And I just right. told you a little bit about them. Um, I have not heard much about them at all, actually. The Victorians. Hmm. Well. Ever since their leader took power over 50 years ago... Esther has changed. Some would say for the better. Honestly, my people say it's for the worst. We've been butchered and we've been slain for religious causes. That's absolutely terrible. It is. But I would never have thought that our people would just be stepped over for the sake of material magic goods. This orb they found this Magisto how do you spell that? M-A-G-I-S-T-O I thought so okay um, and who would be the leader of these Victorians by chance? he simply goes by the name of Victor bitch <laughs> son of a bitch you don't know he's a son of a bitch. I know. That's Wait, that's me out of this, the game saying son of a bitch. This bitch. Yeah. Oh boy. Stolpa's <laughs> gonna be mad. I'm gonna write cunt with an arrow pointing at Victor. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. But I don't know that yet. Um, hmm. Victor. I have to keep that in mind. Indeed. I love the knowledge and advancement of technology, but you must always keep in mind the costs of such knowledge. Indeed. And he seems very belligerent of that. His almost hungering search for this magisto material has even cost us legendary items of the past. Some say he's been hiring people in order to find these items to smelt them down and take out the Magisto material. I had never heard of such a thing as Magisto, but that's what happens when you put a, a mad tinkerer 
in the place of an emperor. Nothing wrong with a good tinkerer. Oh, of course. No offense. <laughs> of, no offense. I am sure that your scientific exploits are for the betterment. I've known a few gnomes. Many of them were very nice. I've known many as well. Gimli could not make scones very well, though. I always ate them out of politeness. One thing I will give you the is... The was very good, though. The, yes. the gnomes aren't, aren't as good of oh, as Oh, I'm sorry, no. I'm caught in my revelry. What are you saying? The gnomes are not as good as of cooks as others, of course. Well, Part of the greatness of the adventure. Absolutely. One needs better assistance than what you can find in a burrow, I suppose. Um, back to, so you made it sound like this Stoltus, he's still alive, but he's inside of a tree? He's become a tree? In a manner of speaking, yes. I'm like getting ever closer to this conversation. Just like my back turned to them, but like... Do you know where he is located? How do you find some... Stoltus! <laughs> well... Last, what I can very barely remember is that he's located, he went into the forest of Miranai. It's not too far from Shyblorum. In fact, if you follow the rose brambles and cross the azure stream, you may find yourself in the grove he may have been. That's the way to Miranai. But Miranai isn't the same as it was before. Not since they put the machines in. The Azure Stream has turned into a sickly jade green. Some say it's poison that runs through the stream. So, Daltus, do you think we can talk to him through the tree? If you were to meet one of the druid shamans, they may be able to help. I don't know for certain if when one becomes a tree, they retain some sort of ability to speak, but best find a druid to speak with the trees. And he sort of notices he, uh, you, Scarlet, kind of mentioned, oh, hello, dear. I'm gonna look over at her. I'll turn around and just be like, Oh, not at all. I'm fine. Thank you. Are you sure? I'm positive. Does yes. she does she seem like she was trying to like do anything? Make a, make an inside check. Uh eleven. Judging by her demeanor, she either um just got caught offhand by his attention, or maybe she was eaves. You're not certain she was eavesdropping. Is I'm just gonna kind of. I'm gonna kind of smirk at her. Uh, Anywho, um, these druids. Where can we find them? There should still be some druid uh, people in Miranai. 
forgive me, I'm... Uh, it's quite alright. need time to meditate. Have a good rest, sir. Thank you so much for answering our questions. Thank you. I'm Dear, gonna try... Do you help yourself to my wine that you wish? What kind of wine is it? It's a, you kind of look at it and it's a golden glass deal. It's a dwarven sort of wine, sort of brewed like an ale. I mean, it's free, so I'll probably take a swig of it and then, like, go to leave. In a not-so-subtle way. (laughs) (laughs) So you just sort of take the bottle, give it a little swig, and it, it's, it doesn't really taste like wine. Wine's usually kind of on the borderland of sweet, sometimes sort of acidic or dry. This tastes like somebody took the ingredients of beer and ale and said, well, if you can make wine, wine out of grapes, why not hops? And it's sort of odd. Mm. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just odd. Weird, yeah. But it was free, so whatever. You sort of take it and you go away, and uh, Galoran's already going down for a, a meditation. Yeah, my, my whole bit, bit is now, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm gonna go find this forest, because I wanna find Stoltis, but obviously I'm not saying where I'm going. I just plan on kind of dipping out. Alright. Alright then. Well, let's say we go find us some druids. Sounds good to me. Shall we? Alright, we're gonna go off and follow the directions he gave us. Okay. So, Scarlet, as you're kind of making your own way out of the tent, you sort Mm -hmm. of notice that the gnomes are sort of heading in a similar direction as you are. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of look over my shoulder a little bit and see them and just kind of... Do I notice her? Going down the... Uh, what's your passive perception? <laughs> it's like an eight. <laughs> I mean, I have bright red hair. <laughs> yeah, it's an eight. You kind of notice there's a bright-headed lady heading the same way. Yeah. I don't care. Can't, um, do, do I notice her kind of look back at me? Um, make a perception check. We're trying to find you, Stoltis. It's okay, I took your time. Stoltis has already been established. Uh, 17. 17. Yeah, you kind of notice her kind of quickly look your way and then sort of turn away. Okay, um, I'm going to whisper the verbal component, but I wish to cast Mage Hand and tap her on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... You whisper it, and a golden hand sort of emanates out of thin air. And Scarlet, you feel this golden hand sort of tap tap on your shoulder before the sparkling material that sort of whisks away back to the gnome. I'd like to like whip around and like brandish my loot wildly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like lightheartedly laugh. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna put my hands up to my face like. <gasps> I'm just gonna stand. You seem a little jumpy there, friend. (laughs) I didn't jump. Sure, looked like it. (laughs) Jumping's not cool. 
Well, what's the definition of cool? And what's your definition of jumping? Because jumping can be very cool. <laughs> I was merely reaching for my loot. And brandishing it as a weapon, eh? What do you want? Well, I saw you look back at us and you were clearly over by us earlier. I think anyone would look over their shoulder if someone were following them. We're not following you. We're going our own way. You just well, happen what would you to call be in our following? way. Well, we're oh. not intentionally following you. It's all right, Sunny. Well, we're off to go see some druids. Let's go, Sunny. And then we're just going to keep walking past her. Okay. And I'm going to do that little... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sulk a little bit. This whole character dynamic is throwing me off. Like, I know. Because we're all playing. Like, she was like an intimidating badass. She was edgy. I was also edgy. <laughs> and now she's all gumdrops and rainbows. I tried to play the exact opposite character. It's just really Anywho. throwing me off. Alright, uh, we're gonna start heading that way. Okay. Well, now I'm curious about them, so I'm gonna like kind of follow them. Okay. Do I notice? Are you like, are you like trying to be stealthy about it, or? Um, yeah, probably. All right, I'll make, I'll say, make a stealth check. Eighteen. Okay. So you kind of hang back a long ways, sort of wait at the tent for them to sort of pass out of. I shot of you before you start to kind of look around and start to follow them very casually, mm-hmm. keeping a about you know ten feet away, maybe maybe more. I just realized we do not have any sort of tanky character at all. Nope. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> a lot of magic users. Ugh. But yeah, so I'm just kind of following them. I'm kind of sad because I'm trying to be sneaky so I can't play my loop while I walk. <laughs> so, it takes you a little while to leave uh, Shy Lore and head into Miramai. But as you pass from this lush green sort of fairground, about 15 minutes in, you start to notice that the grass is starting to look duller in color bits of, like, amber streaks in the grass begin to appear, and it just continues on and on. The stream beside you starts out as sort of a muddy, greenish color, and as you move more and more through Miranai, through this forest, you start to uh, notice the river gets greener, and greener. It's almost a bright shade of toxic looking green. The grass and the trees around you are either dying or near dead. Bleached color almost. Oh no. Sad trees. What's happening here? Looks yucky. <laughs> I'd like to find that out. I think our uh dear friend Victor might actually be to blame for this like the shamans were saying. Guess we better keep going. Hmm. I wonder how our friend's gonna feel about this. Oh well, I guess we won't know until we get there. 
you trek a little ways longer, and then finally you find yourselves on the border of a small village. There's a small cooking fire. The land is practically barren. The soil is almost an ashen sand at this point. The trees are practically dead and scarred and blackened. Whatever leaves they have left, it looks like white flakes of skin almost. Gross. Like sunburned skin, but... Eventually, a couple of the people look at you. It's a mix of elves, half-elves, and humans. They all look sickly and pale. There's dark circles around their eyes. And it's either they're starving or they're so sick they cannot eat. One of them brings up a stick and says, Who are you? Uh, we, we come with only good tidings, sir. That's what they said the last time. <coughs> Who? <coughs> Sorry, I'll wait till he's done coughing. <coughs> last time they came here. Who came here, sir? The red man. <coughs> and as he coughs into his vest, streaks of blood stain the fabric. <coughs> Men in red came here months ago. Said they were building a place to harvest magic. Said we would prosper. We tried to tell them this is sacred ground. It cannot be touched. And they sent men with coin and money. We didn't want to take it. And <coughs> he huffs a little bit more, and suddenly he you notice he's going faint, and he falls to the ground. Oh, jeez, I want to try to catch him. Um, uh, make a dexterity check. Uh, athletics. Athletics? Yeah. A six. You try your best to get over there, and he's just fallen over by the time you run over to catch him. You're able to kind of flip him on it, take his arm up, and sort of try to help him sit up. He looks to you and says, Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Have you tried moving somewhere else? This is our home. Where but it's killing we... you. I, I understand that's very tormenting for you. And it's a shame to have to lose your home. But would you rather lose your life? I would rather die in my home than move somewhere else because of greed and evil. That's understandable, sir. Still pretty dumb. 
but understandable. Hush now. Okay. I would like to kind of make my appearance known at this point because I feel bad for him, and I would like to cast Cure Wounds on Yeah, I looked earlier to see if I had any healing spells, but I don't. I knew I didn't. The girl has a couple. So I didn't think I did. I, uh, so it says it's verbal and somatic, and because I speak Elvish, I have like a phrase written out I like to say, which is a less seen a Haraway, which means... Heal this wound, <coughs> and uh, it's the Kenya Elvish, like Kenya Ooh. Elvish. So it was what translated best. So I did that, and um, I'd like to play a little song on my lute as I do it too, uh, that I have written out here. So because all my I made all my spells have songs. Woo! That's what my bard is supposed to do. Now I can't actually play the ukulele, so <laughs> it's a five dollar plastic ukulele. Um, but it says repair, replace, rejuvenate the bleeding, torn and broken. Reverse the pain, change this fate with the words I've spoken. And I touch him, and then he's supposed to be able to heal one d8 plus three. So. All right. <laughs> Smack the people here though with the loot. No, I have to reach You're out healed. and touch him. Uh, so it'll be for nine. You start to see a little bit of uh, color return to him, and he seems to start to breathe a little bit more. He looks at you. Had you not just healed me, I would have forsaken anyone wearing red. Thank you, Scarlet Woman. Just Scarlet is fine. Nice, nice of you to join us, Scarlet. I'm gonna ignore him. <laughs> my my focus is on the poor, injured person. So. So your tenacity is definitely admirable. Thank you. Why have you come here? Um, we we heard that the druid Stultus was in these parts. We would like to speak with him. Is there no way to reverse this? Generally, the spell is supposed to be permanent. Only in times of great upheaval is the tree supposed to split when our people most need it. This definitely seems like that sort of time. Perhaps, but I've walked the grove a thousand times and never do I see the trees break open their gnarly branches. Can you take us to him? I believe so. Take as much time as you need. He sort of gets up. There's a little bit of strength left and he says, follow me. It takes him a little while, and eventually you find yourself to a stream that once would would have ran clear, but is now muddied and blackened almost. 
the surrounding area is more of these dead trees. He sort of takes his time, this druid, and he gently taps his staff on each of the trees. And he says, here, right in the center, right on the edge, I remember this notch right <coughs> here. This is the Stoltus tree. Is there anything indicating about the tree? Of all the uh, trees in this... Would there be anything in my book? No. Okay. I, feel Fortunately. Like, I feel like it'd be like a very secretive thing. Like a ceremonial thing that probably wouldn't be common knowledge. I'm yeah. just curious. If, like, Especially since was... most of the epilogue is lost. Yeah. That's true. Not much is known about, at least for you, where the heroes went. Some There are some legends about as to where they went, but as far as the book is concerned, that whole section seems to be lost. It almost... Where the page of yours ends and where the tear begins is right when it says, and thus this is where they left their adventures off. And then the pages go blank. The one thing you do notice is that among all the other trees, this one is much more, how shall I say, pale. It's, and it's also a different genus of tree. This one is a yew in a grove of maples and pines. The druid sort of raises his hand and twists and makes mumbling noises and he holds his hand to the tree and says speak Stoltus people call for you what's up what's up 10,000 years give you such a crick in the neck I thought being dead was being stiff. <laughs> uh. And as he does this, you all sort of notice a small sort of cracking noise coming from the tree. Even the druid is sort of surprised. And he backs away. Stultus, you don't know how long it's been. You don't know how long you've been here. But you've noticed a change in the world. The once fresh water that flowed through your roots is no longer as fresh. Your branches feel heavy and weak. I'm spaghetti. Make you soft. And suddenly you realize that the tree you is no longer you. All of your thoughts are coming back to you. 
<laughs> in the center of the tree. The you. <laughs> we know what you mean, but <laughs> the you that was in the you is no longer you anymore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, guys, this is interesting. So, so and you're suddenly aware that the tree around you is beginning to break, and daylight touches your face for the first time in a long time. Everyone else, you start to see the tree sort of split open. Not like dramatic cracking, but it's as if the branches are like rope knots, sort of loosening and pulling out. And as that pulls out, you see there is a man inside the tree. His arms hang like this. And slowly but surely, the tree gives way and Stultus, you come out of the tree covered in a sickly sort of sap in your (laughs) ceremonial garb. Half naked, you land on the dying earth. Which half is naked? The upper half. (laughs) What kind of mermaid am I? Suddenly, you start to wake. I'm just going to be looking at him at all. Uh, okay. Um, full disclosure real quick. Some physical changes definitely happened during the time period. His dark, like, dark brown hair kind of faded. It's still, like, a brown, but there's more, like, grayish, like, almost tinted green streaks. And it's, like, really, like, his brown eyes turn more into almost a hazily green kind of color as well and obviously he's like bushy and just older looking because trees are trees and trees so okay uh interesting description on trees i'll be sure to write it down in my book (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you will (laughs) can i do this part in third person by chance I think it'd be easier to... Can I what? Could I do this part in third person by chance? Because I feel like that'd be a little easier for what okay. I had in bed. I'll allow. Cool. Uh, so Stoltis is on his hands and knees, uh, feeling the earth beneath him. He takes in his first breath of the, of the air around him for the first time, and he doesn't even know how long, and he can't help but taste the poison. And he stand, pulls himself back up to his feet and places his hand on the trunk that he once resided in trying to pull any remaining energy out of it, but finding nothing left. He opens his eyes and looks at the people in front of you. Or in front of them. Who are you? (coughs) What? Where am I? This isn't right. You're still in Miranai. Stole this. Miranai. No, 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 no. When... When I... (coughs) When I left, it was green. We were restoring this place. Why? 
All of our work, it's gone. What happened? There's an empire. They, uh, have industrialized and taken everything. Industrialized. Machines. Stances. They planted machines into the ground. <clears throat> poison leaks out from the facility. We tried to tell them to stay away. They came. They killed several of us. No, the, the captain would not have let this happen. <laughs> the captain? Shafla. Looking through my book at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like looking for like details, like you eventually, even though I have the book like memorized. You eventually find your way back to the dramatis persona section of the book, where it gave a detailed description of the adventurers, and you stumble on the section of Shawtha, as it is written in the book. In the, <laughs> the <typo>. <laughs> Elven, Elven-esque. Shao Tha. Shao Tha. Shao Tha. And it says, a gray-skinned half-orc barbarian warrior-ess and a captain of a crew of villainous and often black-hearted pirates bearing a great axe and the sword of light. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's such an epic description of Shova. <clears throat> she cut down foes mercilessly in her time as what many have nicknamed her the Captain. Nope. Where are they? the people who've done this. They have a facility two days walk from here at the the end of the <clears throat> river. Stoltis is going to try to push past the group of people and start heading in that direction and probably collapse. Yeah, you take a few steps. You're, you're angry, you're pissed, but you're also Weak. You've just been sort of regurgitated, almost rebirthed out of a tree, and you collapse. Stoltis, you've been sleeping for fifty years. Fifty. You need to calm down. This happened in fifty years. Yes. Two months. This. All that you see here, they've done in two months' time. Two months? It took us three years to rebuild this grove. It's just gone. We fought as hard as we could. They came with guns. And torches. Two days, you said. I need to recover. And then I'm going, and I'm fixing this. They have an entire empire. 
this Victorian Empire. You don't realize how strong I am. He doesn't, know that. <laughs> he doesn't realize he's weak as fuck right now. You don't realize how much has happened since you've been asleep. Have you taken into account that you've been sleeping for so long? It's going to take a long time for you to regain your strength. A long time. <laughs> I want to see what I can do. We cannot stop this Victor in just a matter of a day. Simply cannot happen. Victor. So I've been told, yes. It's like, Saltus remembers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it flashes back to you. Man in black coat, strange lighting instrument, the strange glasses, gloved hands. Son of a bitch. Xanathar. It all comes flooding back to you, the name alone. And indirectly, with your permission, I would like to cast... Or unintentionally, I would like to cast Earth Tremor. Sure. And it's, uh, you cause a tremor in the ground within range. Each creature other than you must make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, sorry, that's a dex 13. I got a 13. I don't want to, like, actually hurt anybody, but it's definitely going to be a reaction. Yeah, it's no four. They got nat 20. I got a 14, so. Okay. All right, we're all good. Yeah, he rolled a natural 20, surprisingly. Cool. Oh, yeah. good. The weak guy. Yeah. I'm like, who are you talking about? Is there someone amongst us? Unintentionally kills this guy. Oh, it's a saving throw, so I even I got up. Yeah, it was just gonna do. On a, it said on a fa- uh, failed save, a creature takes one uh, d6 bludgeoning damage and knocked prone. So okay. we're all like grabbing onto each other for support. Yeah, pretty much as if you let forth this tremor in the earth that sort of shakes everything around you. The dying tree shake loose the white ashen leaves and they fall to the ground. Staltus. Staltus is going to turn, uh, stand up and turn around. There's going to be a tear running down his cheek. I want to go up and like comfort him, put my hand on his shoulder. It's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. That bastard. You know him. Yeah. He wanted the orb. The stone. The Stone of Corbinant? Yeah. You didn't let him have it, did you? No. No, it's safe. You're sure? Yes. Absolutely. Nobody knows what happened to the stone. I was there. Someone has to know. I have studied everything to do with this. Someone had to put it somewhere, so that means that person must know where it is. must be known within living memory. I haven't been able to find anything on it. I was there. If you were there, then what happened to the stone? (laughs) (laughs) Is your hair pink? (laughs) That's the first thing you ask her. It's cute. (laughs) Are you colorblind? Because if you aren't, then you would know that this is pink. I like that she's bubbly, but also kind of snarky. Right. Like, that's what's funny. It's like, oh, she's so cute and sweet, but then everything's like a backhanded compliment. Right. Love it. Yes, this is, uh, Sunny. I'm Casbis. Nice to meet you. And Red, what's your name? My name is Scarlet. (laughs) 
<laughs> you didn't know that? That'll be easy to remember. Should I? Ugh. Stop I joking. <laughs> right. So this is Scarlet. Okay. Well, we came through a festival. Um, I actually came to the festival trying to find out information about the uh, the calamity. I just wanted to party. Ah, uh, yes, my friend here, Sunny, she is also of magical nature. Um, however, she inherited hers, um, and I've studied a long, long, long time to learn, so I'm trying to kind of take her under my wing, if you will. You seem to think that you're a lot better than me, just because you read lots of books. I didn't say that. I think you definitely have the possibility to be stronger than me one day. Oh, man. Twice? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Is there anywhere more... Yes. Not dead. Uh, the festival wasn't too bad no there. Oh. Not right now. Well, I'm not from around here. Our village is not it's just as dead as this. Our neighbors, a few minutes away, they're a bit more better off. But for how long? How many are left in your village? Me and three others. This is your home. It is. But right now, you need to leave it. Make a charisma check. Oh, Christmas. With the with advantage. Okay. Also, <laughs> just because you've almost become a religious icon. Hell yeah, I'm tree Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bitches. Treesus. That's his name in the group chat now. Yeah. I know we all have to come up with new names. 18. Nicknames. They have to have He's a new name. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I'm leaving, but if it's by your will, Stoltus, lead us and we'll follow. You can return once we fight off the evil here. Yes. We will reclaim this land. We'll start a new Scarlet's just kind of like looking around like, you know, I didn't sign up for like <laughs> eco-terrorism. And... Buckle up, bitches. <laughs> she's like, uh, wait, we're going to stop this? <laughs> I mean, all she's ever known, like, Sunny's here like, I just came to have fun and this is a real downer. Like, so I'm just you wanted like, an adventure, didn't you? Yeah, but then I wanted like That's what adventure fun adventure. <laughs> and you... We could use all the hands we get. You asked me if I knew who you are. I have no idea who you are. Maybe join us. Help us fight. Then everyone will know who you are. Her face is all scrunched up. Did I, rec- did I notice the book she was flipping through? You do notice... You do take a look at the book. And if you do notice the title is The Historius et Calamitius. I think it was Tia, but yeah. Calamitia. I think. I could be wrong. It's a book about the calamity. (laughs) Just curious. History of the calamity, but in a different language. (laughs) It's some sort of elvish. I read read elvish, so it's okay. I I think I do too, actually. Actually, I think I do too, as a matter of fact. I have no idea what (laughs) 
I have to check real quick. Hold on, that's gonna bother me. Uh, what is that under? <laughs> Just speak gnomish to common. <laughs> yeah, I got common, common druidic, elvish, and primordial. Stultus is educated af. Your book. For being a tree hunter. <laughs> hey. Hey. He's trees us. Okay. Your book. What is it? Oh, this one fit? <clears throat> well, this is the story of the calamity. Well, it's in a lot fancier words than that, but I don't really know what they all mean. So. Have um, I by chance read that in the past? Um, I would say that it's one of the textbooks you read regarding the history of the calamity. You've also read Calamity, a study in the nature of black magics, and also the... Calamity abridged. <laughs> <laughs> Graphic novel. Also, <laughs> the Rise and Fall of Grand Rhinestall, which features passages of the calamity in nature. Most of your courses focus on the calamity aspect just because a lot of magical knowledge came during and after the calamity. Gotcha. <clears throat> oh, you know what? I just realized with like my time frame on my character, sorry, this is like completely random, but like I would have been like a court wizard through the, the entire, entire time. Of, yeah. Yeah, as soon as you told me that, I realized 50 that. Years. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. Sorry. So I asked you about your book. Yeah, so uh, I'm going in and how it's about the calamity and all the all the great heroes of old, and I've read this book front to back, night after night, for almost my entire life. It is quite the story. You've read it? Of course I've read it. What happened? I've also read the other two books that he said that he said about about the calamity. Oh. What happened to the others? I don't know. Those pages are missing. Of course they are. Were they missing in my copy too, or just hers? Um, the, in your copies of the book, the epilogue was kind of vague. Okay. Basically, the epilogue for a couple of the party was simply most of the knowledge about Valis and Shatha and Amira were well written out. Right. But as for well, because Valis was more prominent and her, she was an adventurer afterwards too. Yes. As for Millicent and Stoltis, Millicent's uh, section of the book was a little vague, but you know that she eventually became the dragon priestess of Saroni, one of the underground cities. Okay. Well, um, and as for Stoltus, it just says he went back to his druid home, but the druids will not say what has become of right. Stoltus. Well, there wasn't much about you, really. Um, just that you spent the rest of your days with the druids. They wouldn't tell us what happened to you. Um, Millicent became a dragon priestess. That's pretty much all that said. Um, Valis, he owns a nice winery. Uh, Shimmering Scale, actually. It's quite a fine wine. Um, and then Shauta and Amira actually ended up spending the rest of their days together. I don't know where they are now, but... I don't really know how to take this. My whole concept was that my character wanted to spend adventures trying to find out what happened to them. I didn't expect oh, it sorry. to be like... 
Oops. Yeah. That's well, we don't know, me. like, if they're, like, no, what happened No, but that was, like, that. I'm just, like, that was the whole foundation of my character, and now it just kind of feels... Oops. Sorry. I can redact oh. that. Let's no, read. it's it's okay. I just have to, like, think about stuff now, so... You sure? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just... It's okay. Sorry, that's on me. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. But yeah, that's what happened. The captain doesn't surprise me one bit. Everybody saw that coming. Valis also saw that coming. Millicent, not so much. We need to get moving. This air is poisonous, and I can feel myself fading here. Well, let's get you somewhere a bit nicer. Um, we can head towards the the. Area there is Yeah. <clears throat> In a few minutes' time, uh, the other druid sort of uh, leads you to the nearest village. It seems a bit more better off, but um, even here, you can sort of sense that there's some sort of poison in the ground. Some of the, the grass, just like as you encountered pre the village is sort of staying with a little bit of amber. It looks a little burnt. But it's better here for the most part. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I can't exactly walk around in these garbs. I, uh, Elder, do you have anything I could wear? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm spaced out what? <laughs> the elder's like, yeah, it took a nap. <laughs> the, <I'll be> <laughs> the ceremonial garbs probably won't blend in very well in this new world. Take my take my coat. I won't be needing it anymore. I sense I have only, even with her help, my time in this world won't be too long. Oh, now I have to wear dead guy's clothes. I feel bad. <laughs> As for leggings, he sort of takes out a small... Uh, <laughs> sort of like a travel bag and pulls out a pair of pants a spare change of clothing for long travels thank you I'm sorry I thought he was about to do that anything anything you want sir (laughs) I mean you are Treza so (laughs) anything for you my lord oh uh, I'm gonna leave the group temporarily to like get the sap and stuff off of myself and put on the new garb. So. All right. Yeah, that'll be. You good. do that, and you uh, come back <laughs> uh, dressed in this jacket and this uh, coat and pants. You don't really have shoes yet, but you look. Decent enough. 
Uh, well, what's next? Well, I mean, we should probably figure out more about this Victorian Empire before we go charging in. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. We could head back to town and try to figure out anyone who might know about them. Give us more information. Well, the world's different now, so you're going to have to lead the way. I can do that. Alright, let's be off. Alright. Back to Shyloring. Mm -hmm. Alright, so you head back. The festival's uh, about died down a little bit. Whoever's still left awake is in the tent uh, experiencing some merriment and what have you. Um, are there any, like, buildings in here for, like, the town? There are a couple of lodges and a couple of inns scattered about. And a couple of homes have been uh, re sort of opened up to become makeshift inns okay. just to add in some extra revenue. We should probably head to an inn then. See if we can find some information. Let's head to a nearby inn. Alright. You head over to uh, the Amber Glass and walking in uh, the barmaid and the host uh, says, Welcome, come on in. How can we help you? Hi, nice to meet you. Um, we were just wanting, we would like to find out more about this uh, Victorian empire that's been around late as of late. What's there to not know about? They practically, I'd say they almost rule the world at this point. <laughs> The way that... Do you know where they come from? Oh, uh, north. To the Northern Isles. Um, I would say... Uh, on... Rheinstall. They, Rheinstall? They're on the, the Rheinstall continent. I thought Rheinstall was split in two. They are, they are. Well, sort of. Half of Rheinstall split itself and became part of the Victorian Empire. But the other half is not. The other half is not, no. It's the Old Kingdom, as they call it. Nobody calls it Grand Rheinstall anymore. Those days are long over. Should be any day now that Victor will come knocking on their door asking to take the rest of it. Uh, who's ruling Rheinstall now? Currently... The line of kings ended during the separation, so it's ruled by a democratic hierarchy. The current prime chancellor is a man named Tobias Galzel. Guess what now? Gazel. Uh, okay. Probably butchered that spelling, but okay. <laughs> Um, well, thank you very much, miss. Um, I'm a sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the way you said it was like kind of higher pitched when I first came in. Uh, thank well, you, I like sir. I to shout over the den, but, um, <laughs> the long hair does make it very hard. <laughs> You're not the first. You won't be the last. Um, how about a round of... 
L? L? Yay? Sure. Yeah. I could use a drink. Should you be drinking? I don't think that's your place to say. Fair enough. Wine, maybe? I have my own, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so much for good tidings then. Uh, three ales, please. Absolutely. I'll get that for you. Uh, light or dark? Uh, I'll take a... Well, let's go with the good light ale today. Very good. I'll get you the spinster. Uh, <laughs> the sphincter. <laughs> How about you two? I'll do light. I pretty much always do light. That's kind of my thing. All right. Two light ales. And you, sir? Make it three. Light. <laughs> three lights. So he's saying he's the third one. I'm the third, sorry. <laughs> I'm not buying the three. I see. <laughs> How much, sir? That'll be uh, four copper. <laughs> Stoltz is gonna like go for a sack of coins, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm poor as fuck." <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you said it was four copper. Four copper. Yep. All right. You got a map. Okay. I give you four copper. Okay. Thank you for your help today. Oh, not a problem. Not at all. I'll get you your ales right away. He, uh, heads to the back and gets the tap and, uh, brings back the four ales and these very nice glass sort of Stein-like glasses. Here you are. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, we will. Thank you. You're welcome. If you need a place to stay, we've got a couple of rooms vacant. Just about two left. Going rate is a gold a night. Oh, that's hefty. I can sleep anywhere. As it is, I apparently was in a tree for 50 years. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's gotta be quite the story. Do you know the story of Stoltus? The clever. As it will. Oh, I've heard a little bit. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he a druid? Uh, he was a druid, one of the ones who helped save after the calamity. Actually. Oh right, right. Oh, well, this is him himself. Right. Well, it's an honor to make your acquaintance. And yours. When did you get back from wherever you were? Uh, a couple hours ago. Well. Welcome back to the land of the living. Most yeah, he's, of, he's very tired. died or something. You know, those, some of those druids can be a little, uh, uh, how can I politely say it, a bit odd. Well said, sir. Any chance he can maybe get a lodging for free tonight and I'll we'll buy some for the rest of us? Um, make a charisma check. Okay. Like persuasion or regular? Uh, yeah, persuasion, actually, yeah. Twelve. Okay. Says, oh, all right, I'll give you that. It's it's the fair night, anyway. Uh, will you two be staying here tonight, then? Probably. I'll take a room as well. Very good. It's... Hey, can you afford to get yourself tonight, or do you need help? 
Oh, I can afford it. Okay. Can you afford it? You'll have to bunk with each other. You can share it, it my is, room if you want. It is two there rooms. Two rooms total. left, so you two will, you four will have to bunk. Each bedroom comes with two beds, so. Well, if you need any entertainment. Well, I here, how about I'll I'll pay room. for pay for the ladies' room, and then I can stay in the room with Stolt to say. Sure. Fair. That'll work. That'll work. So it'll be one gold. All right. I give him one gold. Well, that's very generous very of you, but I don't mind working to take care of myself. Really? Well, are you going to be offering that to her as well? I had just said I would work for a room. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that you were also giving it to her. That's fine, I guess. Okay. She seems nice enough. She has fun colored hair, too. Well, if you do want to work here, we are looking for uh, a bard or a minstrel to plays a couple of songs this evening. Yeah, I am trained, so... I'll tell you what. If you uh, want to play tonight in a couple of hours, I'll give you three gold for it. That seems like a fair trade. Very good. Alright, I'll see you in a couple of hours. If we take the stage right over in the corner over there, and he points to a little uh, corner where they have a makeshift uh, stage set up. Okay. I All come right. with my own instruments, so. What do you have by chance? Just out of curiosity. I have a lute and a flute, but I also am proficient in the drum and the viol. But they didn't come with my stuff, just the okay. lute and the flute. I was going to say, in my inventory, I have like a pan flute, but I don't know if that would have been in with my thing or not. Um, I am proficient in playing the flute, though. So, oh, game still this way. You're like, I know that jig. <laughs> I'm hip. Do, do you though? Because I play contemporary music or my own music. That's fair. <laughs> That's Freebird, right? <laughs> or is that Wonderwall? Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. uh... I guess I'll head back to the room then. Um, you're welcome to join whatever stalls us. I'm gonna stay down here and observe for a while. Okay. Well, how? Like, what time is it? It's currently looking like it's about eight or eight thirty. Oh, I'll probably stay up for a little bit then. Shit. Um. Is there anyone who looks neat? Who looks what? Neat. Neat, like well dressed. Sure. Okay. Or Bob the Goblin. Interest. Oh, yeah. Make a perception check. Oh. Ooh, okay. I just want to do floats. Could you get? Um, oh, can, but that seems like something we'd have to pause for. That's true. <laughs> if we want, we could take a break after this perception check. Sure. Let's get some floats. A uh, ten. Ten. Okay. You kind of look around, and just out of the corner of your eye, you notice somebody who's kind of dressed in black. Just like a black dress. You can't really discern much from the way they are dressed or how they look, but it just sort of catches your eye that amongst all these sort of um, vibrantly dressed people, there's somebody almost dressed in mourning or something. Hmm. What do they look like? It's, um, make another perception <laughs> check to... Because you just kind of took a glance at this uh, that's fine. That's only an eight. As far as you can tell, it looks like a woman. Okay. It's a woman 
in a black dress, and it, she's covered by a black veil. Mm, I don't like that. Well, you may not like it, but we'll have to see what happens after this break. And we're back. Thank okay. you for holding. Okay. So, we are in the tavern, and Caspis has just noticed a very strange black-dressed figure waiting at a table. Is it like a table with, like, spaces for more people? Yes. Oh. I would like this to... This woman is sitting alone. Man, like I said, I don't give a shit about people's personal space. I want to go over and sit down. Okay. You sit down. And this woman sort of looks up to you and says, Why are you sitting here? Oh, well, I don't know. You are kind of dressed for not so much the occasion. I was curious as to why you were sitting here alone at a table for how many people? Four. A table for four at <laughs> all alone. She says, I have my reasons. What brings you here? I'm looking for someone. Who is it? Maybe I know him. I believe his name is Stultus. Oh, fuck! Stultus? What do you want with him? Stultus's ears are definitely perking up from the Let's bar. Let's just say he has some old friends I've been looking to catch up with. <laughs> Can that be him, like, hastily slurping his ale? <laughs> Because he's been asleep for 50 something years. Asleep? You're not supposed to know that! <laughs> what? Okay, we're not supposed to know that. My character doesn't know that? Nobody knows what happened to Stultus. He just disappeared. Oh, well. Womp womp! <laughs> womp womp! How do you mean he's been asleep for 50 years? I, to be fair, I didn't know it was supposed to be like a secret, so That's I'm gonna funny. continue. Go You're for just it. messing everything up, Nick. I guess so. Oh, well, uh, he decided to become one with nature. He became a tree, kind of. I see. Who are you, exactly? I don't really go by a name. Everyone goes by a name. <laughs> and then you are naive for one so old. How do you know how old I am? One knows things about gnomes and how old they get. I don't know. I think I look pretty great for my age, actually. But teach their own. Stoltis! <clears throat> Is that him? <laughs> Throw back my drink. <coughs> They're at the bar. Bud, come over here. No. I think I'll go and see him. She very quietly gets up. And but you have all this space at this table. <laughs> she sort of stops and sort of turns toward you, and you, you just get this weird chill down your spine. What does she look like? You can't really see her through the black veil. Quick but question, you, lady. But you almost swear she looks like a bride. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, 
sorry, stole this. I'm like, you killed. Please continue. Huh. Well, uh. Alright then. Uh, let's go over to him. Huh? If you wish. She turns and walks very gracefully over to the bar. You notice now in the sort of sleeves where her hands are visible, <coughs> the skin looks very pale. Oh, son of a bitch. She eventually walks over to you, Stoltus, at the bar. Are you truly Stoltus? Who's asking? Maybe you don't know me. Do I recognize her? I don't remember. Did he ever see the Black Bride? I don't think he ever did. No, no we never did. Okay, good. I was super afraid it was one of the fur four chicks. <laughs> the, what's her name? Who married No, the... he didn't. Shoutha would have known who it was, but, you know. Yeah, no, me, right. me and Soltis never met her. Okay. Whew! I thought it was... Uh, what was her name? Vita? Vita. Yeah, I thought it was Vita. I thought I'm like, this I thought maybe, because I was preparing this, I was preparing this, like, you look like, a lot crispy, or a lot less crispy know. than you used to. Well, I won't say anything, because you wouldn't know anyway. Anyways. An interested party. Whatever happened to your friends? Can't say for sure. I just woke up. So I heard... <clears throat> 50 years of sleeping. Not as rested as you think you'd be. <laughs> Indeed. What do you want with my friends? I want revenge. Hold on now. <clears throat> Who are you, lady? Don't worry, I've got this. He's gonna put his drink down and turn over, or turn to look at her like eye to eye. You're not going to touch them. <laughs> These are not You're the right. ones I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm not going to touch them. It'll only take a look to know the fate that's in store for them. What did they do to you? Who's that? I didn't read anything about any master. She pulls back her veil very slowly. The one who is going to cure me of my malady. And you can see under this uh, veil, she's wrapped a headband around her eyes, a sort of... like a strange sort of silken... scarf kind of drawn up and tied around you. the back of her head. But underneath the veil you can see the <coughs> coiling snakes for hair. Would I like gather what she is from that? Make a nature check. <coughs> Stoltus just dies because he's looking her in the eye. <laughs> 23. She's a gorgon. <laughs> every red light in your head is just saying, oh my god, she's a gorgon. I am dead. Well, um, your malady, what caused this? 
I sold my soul for beauty, and the gods gave me this in return. Who was your master that was supposed to cure you, though? My Algus. He promised me my beauty in return for service, and she killed him. She killed him. She starts to break down in the middle of the bar. She killed him, and I want to kill her and all her wretched friends. Well, hear me out. Um... <laughs> well, hear me out? Let's talk about this diplomatically as yeah, she's having a nervous fucking breakdown. Listen, hun. I. <laughs> Cutie. <laughs> Sweet babes. Just her Sexy mama. <laughs> Why do you need to find your beauty when you already have <laughs> If there's one thing I've learned over the many years, which I can tell you've already discerned that I've lived, um, no matter what your question may be or what question you need answered, there's always an answer somewhere. So all it takes is some hard work, dedication, and hitting the books a little bit. We can find a cure for you. Roll a per persuasion check at disadvantage. Disadvantage? <laughs> Fuck yes. you. Because she's obviously in a state she's not paying the least bit of attention. Alright. Uh, disadvantage 11. She at least stops for a moment and says, You don't think I've tried. You don't think I've looked through the texts of the ancients to find it? Well, I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned also um, from many people, it's that just because the first time you try fails, it doesn't mean that the next one won't succeed. I have tried for over 300 years. That's a long time. That's twice as long as I've lived, actually. Um... Three hundred years, and I would have had the cure. But did you consider how this may not be Shalta's fault? What? She's not the one who cursed you. She may not have been the one that cursed me, you dim-witted twit. But she I stole my last chance! But dim-witted I'll have her turn into a heaping pile of rock, and I'll smash her to Enough. You, I may not know you. I may not have any grief with you. Yes. <laughs> so I would like to start doing my set, but as I see this is going on, I have to try to cast sleep on her. <laughs> okay. So Give I have a pull out. I have a sleep song oh too. <laughs> Jesus, it was so, like a light switch. <laughs> Just, yes. 
Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna start start playing my lullaby. I'm gonna okay. say, rest your weary heavy head. Good night, weird gorgon lady. It's time for bed. I don't think you knew she was a gorgon. <laughs> I mean, you said we could see her snakes in her hair. But you're like away though. I mean, it's a small room. Regardless, right no big deal. You saw me, Gorgon! Heart desires, whatever that may be. No more bad things will transpire once you're fast asleep. I'm gonna try to put her to sleep. Okay, what's. What, 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 I have to make a roll. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I've got a roll. T- 5d8. Oh, man. Creatures within 20 feet of a point I choose within range are affected. Does that include us? It's, it says within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> but you did specifically say, like, Gorgon Lady. Yeah. Or does it have to be, like, just. Well, I mean, that's just me. It, it, it has verbal doesn't... components. That's just what I added. Okay, so we're all gonna. So, <laughs> um, but I. Well, to point you specify, I, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so I could specify it like furthest away from you guys and have her be. Right. And it'll depend on how many hit points she has too, because you yeah. have to get the amount it's, of hit exactly. points. Exactly. Yeah. So she probably has more than what I ended up rolling, unfortunately. But I rolled twenty-eight, and okay. yeah, so I'd like to try to pick the spot, um, like close to me, so that way, like. Right, nobody she, else within her immediate vicinity yeah. is like, okay. I mean, there might be, like, the bartender, but... <laughs> Good night. Um, but yeah, so I tried to do that, and it, if their hit points are equal to or less than the total I rolled, then they get to fall asleep. It probably won't work, but I thought I'd try, so... Well, you're in high luck, because the way I'm setting her up... Just happened to work. Rock on, sister! She She was getting pretty violent, so I'm like, "Ah, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep! (laughs) Which was essentially my motive of putting her to sleep. Just (laughs) grabbing a bottle. Bam! (laughs) And she starts to, you know, but I will unsurely. And she almost tries to get her scarf up to flash you. <laughs> she starts to fade and falls to the ground unconscious. Her veil covers the rest of her face. I'm gonna look at my loot and then back at her and go, holy shit, that works! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Is she uh... giving you trouble? Yeah. Good God, I've never seen a woman so angry. She's actually been sitting here. She usually comes here every month or so. I've never seen her in a state like that. What do we do with her? Um, she she rented a room for the night. It's the it's the suite 
I would probably I'll get some some of my staff to help lift her up and get her to bed. Well, it's so much nicer than what I was planning on doing. I'll keep that in mind, sir. Um, uh, Hank? Brula? Um, could you help take the... the bride upstairs? Bride. They, uh, kind of, the two people sort of rush out and, uh, uh, Hank sort of picks her up and, uh, Brula sort of, uh, makes sure she's okay and sort of checks up on her and doesn't want to touch her face before she knows is like, the snake's kind of drooping down under the veils. <laughs> oh, takes her upstairs and it's the last we see of her for the night. Okay. And a couple of people in your vicinity, uh, sort of looked at you and said, well, that was a pretty song. <laughs> got any more, sweetheart? Um, I... One of them uh, throws the silver your way. Sing more! Okay. Sing I'll, I'll, more! I'll, I'll take the silver for sure. Raybird! Here, let's, I think I have one more here we could do. So. I was about to like, use an over and like, make a hole in this like, Sparta kicker inside of it and seal it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, all right, all right, if you insist, I've got one more. So I'll like tune my lute. And then I will go on to sing the song that she thinks she will be like most known for because it's a fun one. So <laughs> she goes, My name is Shay, unless you say the sheriff is around. If that's the case, I swear this face has never been to town. Yesterday was Clara, last week I went by Grace. They know me by a different name in every single place. Would you like if I were a flower, rose, or violet? Whichever you choose, you'll surely lose if you're to place a bet. Some call me by Elizabeth, others say Mary Sue. I'm sure there are some others I forgot to mention too. I'll swear my name's Delilah, or is it Vivian? Oh, you can call me whatever you like if you buy what I'm drinking. One more time, and a couple of uh, a shower of uh, coins kind of descends on you. You pick up a hull of six copper, five silver, and three gold. Woo! Thank you, thank you very much. I will uh, be here until I'm not. (laughs) I'm gonna like bolt off the stage. Off the stage, like, uh, all right, that's my, that's my set. That's all the songs I know. All right. So you, you finish up for the night. Everybody, you know, gets pretty hammered, and a lot of the people start going up to bed or leaving the tavern section of the inn to go to their homes or go to other inns that they're staying the night in. And it starts to quiet down, and the bartender says, uh, I actually did a really good job. Tell you what, I know I said four gold, but I'm adding an extra two more. So you've got yourself six gold. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. No. 
Thank you. I think you were wrong with three gold, but take the extra gold while you can. Exactly. <laughs> She's not going to say that he's wrong. You enjoy your night, miss, and feel free to come around anytime. You're always welcome here. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, my name is Bishop. And I'm known as Scarlet. Scarlet, it's nice to meet you. All right, you all have a pleasant night. I'm going to clean up my glasses, and then I'm closing up shop for the evening. Thank you, thank you for your hospitality today. You're welcome, and thank you for uh, helping with the, um, the little problem we almost had usually happens here and there, but I've never seen one that extreme. <laughs> yeah, do you, um, do you usually see her in the morning, or does she usually leave by the time? And sometimes she'll come in the morning, but other times she leaves before breakfast, okay. so. Yeah, I definitely don't want to see her in the morning. <laughs> if I were you, she's going to cause more problems later on, which I hope she doesn't. I'd lock your doors if I were you. Smart man. I try. Both can teach you many things, but things like that are not one of them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yup. That Stoltus is gonna wasn't even that funny. walk up to Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, <clears throat> thank you for that. Your uh, your method was a tad less violent than what I was going to do, and uh, I appreciate that." Everything I've ever read about you said you were. Um... Someone of a pacifist. Well, I think there's a line. Everybody breaks eventually. This must be so strange to you to wake up in a time in a world that's not your own. It is. But it's also very familiar. I walk down these streets and I still feel like I'm walking through the town that I used to when I was very young. And at the same time, it's alien to me. I feel like I'm in a dream, and I don't know if I can wake up. I might be a little drunk. I haven't had a drink in 10 years, 50 years. I can't the numbers very well. <clears throat> Are you able well, to I can numbers very right? well. I'll be fine. It's not the first time. You should have. <laughs> Your book. Did I ever tell you the story of the first time I met Captain Shafta? That's a totally the story of the first time I... Probably not, because it's referring to the Calamity and the events thereafter. Oh, right. So I would say, no, I only know what happened during the events of the Great Calamity. <laughs> well, between you and me, and anybody with an earshot, he's going to take a look around and see who's listening. Well, there's a drunk man sitting at the bar who's kind of like half asleep, and... Aside from that, there's like one table still open where a couple people are kind of playing cards. Okay. Uh, remind me, what was the drug? It was Silver Dust? Is that what yeah, it was called? Silver Dust. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> I left my tribe, my group, my community with the Druids to explore the land a little bit. 
and I uh, found myself in some trouble, had a few too a few too many drinks, and I woke up on Captain Shalfa. Excuse me, Shalfa's Shalfa's <laughs> ship, and uh, long story short, uh. I, I wouldn't say I was pressured because I kind of just went for it, but uh, I almost died because she offered oh, no. me silver dust. Do I know what silver dust is? Maybe is that still a, yeah? Is that still a thing? <laughs> Do I know what it is? Or well, that's probably you can both roll a separate history. Yeah, text. yeah. Like just personally, I'm curious if I would know about uh, it. Seven. <laughs> uh, no. Ten. Um, not really. Okay. It seems that in the ensuing years, uh, silver dust has sort of degraded in popularity. Oh, However, um, black bark is still very popular. Hell yeah! <laughs> Stoltis never got into that, though. True. So imagine your whole body's exploding. But also Wait, freezing would, that, would that be considered an alchemical object? <laughs> Sure, in some capacity. Then I get a twelve, not a ten, because <laughs> um, add twice your proficiency bonus to history checks related to magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices. <laughs> so I would have gotten an extra two. <laughs> I mean, it's not that big of a deal. You've sort of heard of it. You've you've heard of drugs like it. You know, it, I know it's a drug. You know it's a drug. You don't know much about the side effects. There's a lot of... Uh, Scarlet's probably taking it literally as in, like, dust from silver, and that sounds so perplexing. Like, why? But so metal at the same time. <laughs> uh, I'm having a beer when I go home. <laughs> so let's put so. it this way. Uh, I took more than I should have. Uh, I felt like my head was exploding, and then the ship started getting attacked. Yeah, so that was fun. That's what you get for doing drugs. <laughs> he just gotta give her a Wait, look. Wait, that's a drug? <laughs> well, what did you think he meant? I don't in my, know. I've in never my, heard of it before. In my defense. And I'm the naive one. You were the last person to judge me about drug usage, I can tell you that right now. I can see it. What? See what? She was actually struck by a lightning bolt. Oh. Believe it or not. That explains a lot. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I am loving this character no. like uh, meshing right now. Drugs are not the really my thing. Is amazing. <laughs> but... When you've got Captain Shoutha glaring down at you, you'll do whatever it takes to survive. And oh. so I did drugs. Don't take drugs. That's the moral of the story. Okay, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> I'll probably tinker with my armor a little bit and then go to bed. Okay. So you sort of stay up a little bit, and you sort of tinker with your armor. What's everybody else doing? Probably out cold. Yeah, going to bed because it's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll do whatever I can that's not going to keep want, him up. I want to peek in and see what's going on with this bride lady that I put to sleep. <laughs> Just poke the bear a little bit. 
I you feel start, like peek into her room, like, what's going on? You peek into her room, which is this very well-dressed uh, room with emerald coloring. Color, uh, green drapes, green carpet. She seems to be stirring now and just waking up. Alright, I'm gonna uh, dip out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> she, <laughs> you sort of very gently close the door and start heading down. And you can just barely hear as you're about to reach your room the fucking bastards. <laughs> so you head back to your room. You You're gonna start door. locking those doors. <laughs> Maybe moving the chair in front of the, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like we would have locked the door like he suggested. So you do that, and eventually you hear a knock at your door, Caspus. I'm just gonna keep working on my armor. How loud is the knock? It's fairly loud. It's like. Uh, that honestly wasn't nearly as loud as I thought it would be. I was expecting a deeper thud. Well, it's it's like I know it's, I get why. I understand the science, Tyler. I'm just saying. Who is it? You know who it is. Uh, can you come back tomorrow? <laughs> I won't be here tomorrow, but I just want to let you know I'm on the hunt for them, and if you cross my path again. You won't live to see the light of day. I am going to hunt down your friends one by one, and I will torture them. <coughs> Hold that thought. <coughs> He's going to get up off the bed and open the door. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I'm going to open the door and look at her. <laughs> what if her veil is up? I'm a little drunk. <laughs> look, if you find them before I find them. Tell him I said hello. I am going to cast Mage Hand and shut the door. <laughs> I just in the nick of time, and she's like up, rushing to pull her veil up. You just, And lock it. You slam the door and lock it. And you start hearing this pounding at the door. You open this fucking door! I'll kill you all! You bastards! Yeah, that makes you me want to open the door. I was no. going to say, do we hear that from our room? Yeah. It, yes. At this point, everybody is starting to wake up. <laughs> Everybody in there is just like, shut the fuck up! I imagine. Go the fuck? To sleep! I imagine she's just like. I'm trying uh, to like, the blanket. We don't want any. Your steaks look very lovely. Goodbye. I'll fucking kill you all! Hey. I'm gonna very loudly I'll start tinkering with all. my armor. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I can to make as much noise as possible. And you just, and you just hear it just screaming. Knock at the door all this time. You almost hear something like metal just sort of into the door. And she just, you hear down the stairs. <laughs> and uh, you hear Bishop say, Ma'am, are you all right? <gasps> she storms out the fucking bastards. They'll all die. I'll swear to God. I'll swear to the gods. They'll all die. Bishop, no! I was hoping we would run into you multiple times. <laughs> Can we hear her shouting about, like, swearing to the gods and stuff? Oh, yeah. You hear Isn't that what got you into trouble in the first place? <laughs> Stalter is going to be like, here, here! <laughs> I'll drink to that. <clears throat> All you can hear is 
fur screaming and yelling out of the village, and it just quietly starts to fade. Kill them all. Why did you open the door? It's rude to not talk to somebody when they're on the other side of the door. Do you know what she is, man? A gorgon. And you open the door anyway? I'm good with snakes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> One of my best friends was a snake. Do you know what a gorgon truly does? No. One look. And you are stone. You heard Bishop out there not immediately stop talking? He's probably dead. That could have been you. Probably. It would have been you. Probably wouldn't have been a bad thing. Oh, that's Aww. deep. I don't feel like I'd be able to hear that from my room, though, so... Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna sigh. Let's go to bed. We've got a long day ahead of us. You think the door's broken? I can fix that. <laughs> I'm gonna open the door and cast mending. <laughs> yeah, there's there's this twisted dagger stuck in the door. Oh, cute. I'm taking that. I was gonna say keep the dagger. I'm keeping the dagger. And you sort of mend the door back and uh, shut the door. Night. <laughs> I'm gonna pack up my armor, and I'm gonna go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> and I'm gonna use prestidigitation to just snap my fingers and cause all the candles, whatever is causing light, to snuff out. Okay. You do that. And night turns into day, and it's early morning when you hear the clatter of dishes and somebody scream in horror. I'm gonna run down. Yeah. You run down, and the uh, uh, woman, Brula, is uh, sobbing on the floor and just, you know, crawling away in absolute horror from the tap from the bar. <gasps> I, I, I can't. Oh my god. Oh no. And you look, and you see that Bishop is frozen in place, a stone statue. I, uh, I guess I'll put my hand on her shoulder. She sort of looks at Is she a human? Uh, yes. Can you reach her shoulder? <laughs> she's, on the, she's on the floor. Okay. Okay. Oh, she's on the floor. Well, are you sure? I'm just like, even if she's a human, like... I imagine I could still go like this. <laughs> or I'll cast Mage Hand. Jesus Christ. I'm just she's... saying, you gotta think about these things. <laughs> I feel like Little I can still hold her shoulder regardless. Of I mean, if you're three foot what? Three foot four. And a typical human is what? Five foot five? Yeah, on That's average. two feet. That you're trying to reach. That's right, true. but if you so think you of see like, where I was like, what? But yeah, but she's on the floor and she's like crawling. Okay, right. I if guess she's on the floor, if I was actually was seeing it and she was too tall, I would do some bullshit with my mage hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get. I'm I get. just okay, saying. These are things you got to think about. How tall are you? Three foot four. I mean, you'd be close because half your wingspan. If you did like one arm, that would still be about. You'd be like really stretching. I was gonna but... say to comfortably tap her on the shoulder. There, there. <laughs> you, know, you tap her. Hey, can you come down here so I can console you? <laughs> You're like Duncan. 
So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna attempt to console her. All right, you tap her very lightly on the shoulder, and she almost like flinches and grabs grabs your uh, the collar of your shirt and is like, I just came out here, and I I just I didn't breathe. I, I, I mean, it's okay. Calm down. Is there is, is there a lord around? I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge you and say at least he's a pretty statue. She said, "How am I gonna get paid? I'm gonna look at the money that the dude gave me last night, and then I'm gonna give it to her." So sweet. And she looks at oh oh miss. Miss, you don't have to do this. This is a lot of money. Bless your heart. Here's what you should do. See if you can contact your lord. Okay? There are no lords. The okay. This is run by the elders and... The oh. elders, they know magic? Uh. Try to get a hold of them. They might be able to reverse this, but I make no promises. Do whatever you can, okay? Just deep breaths, calm down. Okay. Okay. Tyler plays hysterical. Drink some water too, hon. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Do I see any water like up on the bar or anything like that? Thankfully enough, there is. It's um, a decanter that would have held some ice water. But most of the ice is melted. It's just water. Okay, um, I'm gonna because it's probably too high for me. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand to grab it. Okay, you do that. And I'm gonna like pull it over to me and like grab it and offer okay. it to her. And sip. Don't chug. Okay. Contact your elders. See if they can help. Okay. All right. All right. I'll go. I'll go right now. Thank you. I'll go right now and she Show us the meaning the of haste. She gets up off the floor and she, and she starts crying, Elders! Elders, please! It's Bishop! The most horrible things happen! A little while later, some of the elders come in and they say, Oh my. We'll send for clerics immediately. They'll hold up in the uh, temple just west of here. The temple of... Amanoa. Well, we should probably put, uh, Mr. Um, <clears throat> Leave Bishop. him as he is. Try to move him, and we may break him. And okay, if but... If we break him, it will kill him. Okay, let's at least try to make a barrier so no one knocks him down, yeah? Perhaps. Um, perhaps you're right. Um, I know I'm right. I need the strongest men to carefully lift him and bring him back to his quarters. We'll leave him in there until we can get a cleric. Uh, thank you for your uh, help, yeah, young man. Uh, oh no, you're. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Freaking seven year old with a beard. <laughs> hey, I don't have a beard, I have mutton chops, okay? <laughs> this is all clean. It comes down here. Sonny thinks that's pretty funny. <laughs> She's giggling to herself. Well, uh. Mr. Coggles. Pardon? Oh, blast it all. 
I'm just gonna, like, go wait outside. Well, um, in the meantime, the tavern will have to be closed. And uh, thank you for your assistance, all of you. Uh, we can take care of it from here. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I went, I left, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> find <coughs> a staff or something <clears throat> because uh, these don't do the trick anymore. You have that knife? <laughs> Scarlet's giggling to herself about all that fucking nomenclature that he just used. What? <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I need a staff. These don't work anymore. <laughs> Says, uh, if you're looking for supplies, there's the general uh, goods store, um, the uh, Brown Barn. Let's go. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to stock up. Right, Shopping sounds good. <laughs> Alright, you make it to the Brown Barn, and there's uh, a young half elf uh, standing there. Hi, welcome to the Brown Barn. How can I help you? Hi, yes. Um,. By chance, would you have a pouch filled with um, some magical ingredients, perhaps? Some uh, fucking gold? A basic component <laughs> pouch, maybe? Um, yes, we do sell a couple of pouches. I don't know about um, magical ingredients, though. Just you know? your, your basics. Um, soot, salt, various insects, those sorts of things. Oh, alright. Um, yeah, I can fill something up with some uh, things like that. Sure. Thank you. He uh, goes ahead and takes out a pouch and starts putting little bits of components in there. Ties it all up. Says, all right, um, this pouch will cost you two gold. Two gold? A lot of these ingredients are um, hard to source. Hmm. Um, Be that as, as, as it may, you didn't even have it ready. You're not ready to sell these. Um, perhaps, maybe I'll give you a, a gold and 50 silver. Make a persuasion check. Hey, um, Nick. What? 10 silver equals 1 gold. Shh. What did I say, 50? <laughs> okay, listen, when I played World so of Warcraft, like it was 100 gold. silver. 6 gold it is. <laughs> Five. I just Take wanted, it or leave I it. Just you, you know what I meant. Um, persuasion, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, it's an eight. Says, it's a gold. Two gold. Take it All right. You know, wizard work doesn't pay as much as it should. Well, that's what you get for going to wizard school instead of getting a regular old job. <laughs> Bet I could outwit you with any other form of events. Well, I'm sure you're very educated, sir. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to put on my lipstick and try to cast the friend's fan trip, please. Okay. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I mean, I just get to cast it, I believe. And then, uh, I just get the advantage. Yeah. So, um, 
So, you know, I'll, I'll put them on my lipstick and I'll smile at them and I'll say, come on, it doesn't look like you get very many customers. I'm sure that you can give them a discount. Okay. So, roll a persuasion check. <clears throat> I get advantage on it, but I just want to see what this one is. Oh, that's an unnatural 20. So let's see if we can do better than that. Nope, unnatural 20 it is. Okay. Again, the scarlet haze kind of falls around his, the pupils of his iris, but this time they sort of blink, and then his pupils kind of widen just ever so slightly. And he says, well, you know what? Did I say two gold? Tell you what, I won't tell the old man about this, but um, if you give me at least five silver, um, that's new. That's fair discount plus employee discount. So five silver? Damn. You got yourself a deal. Very that's good. Like, I know I liked you, Red. Is there anything of interest that I would be <clears throat> into in here? Like any instruments of any kind or any like there's a couple of artifacts like, or anything? There's a couple of um, hand-carved wood flutes. Like and I would be looking flute? very quickly because I have a minute until the spell is up, so I'm mm. like looking to get myself in okay. leave. Make a very, uh, what's your passive perception? 14. Okay, so yeah, there's plenty of instruments, lutes, uh, recorders, um... Hard cross buns! Um, plenty of simple woodwind and string instruments of all sorts. Including what looks to be a very, um, or sort of a folk uh, viol. Oh, I want it. Okay. <laughs> How much is it? Uh, it's, it's listing price is, uh, seven gold. I don't know, it seems pretty old. It says, yeah, you're right, and it's been sitting here for an awful long time. Tell you what, um, I'll give you, I'll say three gold, and... We don't have to tell the old man. It's a lovely shade of lipstick. Man. I love the way Thank he's like you. moving his feet and everything. <laughs> I make it myself. Got him all twitterpated. <laughs> Anything else I can do for you? Uh, you said Stop. it was three gold? Yes. Well, here you are. And I will also give you six silver as a tip. Oh, thanks. He's the best friend I've ever change. known. I believe we, we should get going. I'm not even paying attention to you because I know exactly what to get. And on that note, good day, sir. <laughs> I was going to say that out the door. <laughs> Stultus is still going to be inside. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Okay. Stultus, you're going to be inside. That's fine. That's fine. Any stabs? Yeah, we've got a couple of stabs made of... Uh, Seems I owe you one. Uh, oak, <laughs> pine, um, red timber, and uh, you... Oh, God. I was waiting for it the whole time. <laughs> I'll take the you, Steph. Very good. Uh, Which one? What, since uh, you're friends with the red, with the pretty red lady, um, it's usually about uh, a gold. I'll give it to you for three silver. I would like to make a trade. Well, what would you like to trade? I'm going to pull the dagger out of my sack. Well, that'll more than cover it. Here, I'll take that, and I'll give you the U staff plus four gold. Because I had nothing. 
Must have been a special dagger. It was curvy. It was, yeah, it's curvy. It was pretty, and he's still under... Watch, it was some, like, insanely powerful magical dagger that we didn't even try to discern. It's okay. It's not my style. Here you are. Anything else? <coughs> How about you? Do you have anything sparkly? <clears throat> She's very serious <laughs> with the squinty eyes and everything. Well, uh, the Victorian company her. usually drops off some pretty gemstones as souvenirs <laughs> for their uh, factory work. I've got a couple of uh, spark sparkled rocks. It's called uh, prehistoric agate. What would be the use of something like that? Could I make it into something? Well, most people kind of crack open the little geodes and use them in crafts and jewelry. And some people just like to put it on their mantelpiece and it makes them look fancy. I don't exactly have a dwelling right now, so I'm going to pass. But thank you. They are very pretty. You're welcome. Shall we go? Sure. You guys start to see his pupils kind of start to flick where yeah. he's exiting. <laughs> we better get out of here. <laughs> All right. He's only going to be hostile towards me. True. You what guys you guys have, get? Have, and then he sort of comes to himself like he it does say he realizes he was like enchanted that magic was used against what him the... so okay where where does she go goodbye <laughs> I'm just gonna step right. out the door come back here ignoring him completely <laughs> oh and he just sort of bangs his hand on the table and sort of goes ow damn it <laughs> So we're back outside. Now who's more edumacated? <laughs> I'm gonna... Oh, God. Sunny. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna... <clears throat> I'm gonna stop Sunny. He's like, you're looking for something sparkly? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go in... Like, there was probably a small, like, satchel or you're something. You're gonna show her! <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, one of, in my notes, I actually have that uh, I have an item from... Hold on, let me find it. Because... Uh, a small piece of jewelry worth 10 GP, so nothing really, in the style of your homeland's craftsmanship. And it'll probably be an antique because it's been over, you know, 50 years since it was made. Okay. So, I'm gonna pull out of the bag. It'll probably be like a pendant or something to that effect. Is that shiny enough for you? Ooh! And I'm gonna just put it on immediately and just kind of like, do the thing where you like, look at it and all, like, cock your head. <laughs> I can't promise it's special in any way, but it's shiny. It is shiny. That's what I was looking for. And it's worth 10 GP 50 years ago, so... <laughs> I'm sure it's nearly doubled in value. There you go. I was going to either sell that or the dagger, so... I'm glad that worked. Well. <clears throat> Alright. I got what I needed. Glad we all got a little something out of this venture. Um, so... That out of my possession. Off to Reinstall, correct? Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Alright. Alright, so we need to find... Um, wait, is Reinstall like on the same continent? or No, you're on constant at Tebloo. Right, so we need, we need so to find need someone. So you will need air passage. Right. Oof. Stultus. <laughs> Oof. Flying. Not fun. Oh. It's 
It's okay. At least it's not snakes. So the nearest uh, airfield is in a uh, small sort of shipping port called Meganzer. play my viola on the way there. Oh, absolutely. I was going to ask if you could perform to get us free passage. <laughs> Devil went down to Georgia. He's looking for his soul to steal. <laughs> Devil went down to Rheinstall, bitch. <laughs> I believe he it actually was in the forbidden lands, yeah. Oh, so. <clears throat> you eventually make it to Meganzer. And the presence of uh, Victorian technology is very prominent here. This is more their personal port than anything. But it's also the hub of large trading routes throughout Constant et Tableau. So is there like a bunch of like weird machinery and shit? There's a couple of weird um, sort of metal uh, ticket booths and buildings that have mechanizations on them. I'll probably be like looking around like, holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's fairly impressive. A lot of it is, you know, a lot of them have steam stacks and there's hovels made out of tin siding or brick masonry. You know, very well-crafted homes. And among those are, you know, especially the Imperial Guard. These uh, sort of walking soldiers in heavy metal caps carrying rifles and long trench coats sort of walk around the area. They, uh, one of the guards at the entrance of the port looks at you and says, Hail Victor! Well, I'm not doing Hail that. Victor. What brings you to the port? Um, we seek passage to Rheinstall, sir. Papers, please. Papers? Papers. They didn't ask me for no papers when I came here. That was when you left your area of location. To gain access to this immediate port, you require papers. Do you have papers on you? We don't. Is there any chance we could bring them next time we come through and you give us would passage? I have, Unacceptable. Would I have papers? Um, I would say that maybe you have a couple of false identity slips. I mean, yeah. That's kind of my MO, so... Right. You have a couple of fake passports. Just depends on what name you're going to run by today. You've got one that says you're from uh, Dune, from the Dunic Isles, that says your name is Mary Sue. You've got one from Rhinestall that says your name is Elizabeth. I'll go with that one because we're trying to get passage to Rhinestall. I'll right. be like, yes, yes, of course, papers. Well, I do have mine here. You see, my companions came with me for the festival and we're on our way back home. I see. Papers, please. I'll hand over my fake ID. Takes it. Looks at it. Very good, miss. I'll allow your compatriots to come with you, so long as they agree to carry temporary passports. Where can we get those? Booth to the left. And how much will they be? Two silver. Okay. All right. Well, you guys ready for a trip? Let's go buy our <coughs> passports. Very good. Hail Victor! Right. Mm hmm. Of course, darling. Oh, yes, of course. You're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go up to the booth then. And I'm just going right. to look at him and be like, Are you crazy? 
What? You don't have papers? They didn't ask me for papers when I came here. I had no idea. I'm not from here. Where do you come from? <laughs> um, land uh, called Zalconia, actually. Is this Alconia? Make a make a, a history check to see if you know anything about Alconia. Fourteen. It's a fairly newly uh, recognized world, uh, a sort of a mountainous region far from uh, the Estorian province. It's one of the outer worlds. Mm. Yes, I uh, I traveled quite a bit of ways to get here. Um, to find out more about the calamity, um, but yeah, it's a wonderful place. Maybe we should visit sometime. Well, you'll find that very difficult. Why is that? As you can see, travel in this world is becoming more and more perilous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'd love to arrange a meeting with this Victor. Give him a piece of my mind one of these days. Yeah, me too. You can't say things like that here. Shut up. Right. Okay, I guess Listen, I'll go Listen, I don't like it either, but if you're gonna survive, you gotta just kind of float under the radar. Hmm. That's why I carry a couple of these bad boys everywhere I go. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quickly shows some of your many IDs. And One of those, like, wallets that opens up for <laughs> photos of your kids, but it's, like, all of my identities. Jesus. So which one's real? Them. I'm not that foolish. <laughs> Alright. So Alright, I'm gonna go up to the booth. Alright, you go to the booth. Booth says, Ad Victorium! Hail Victor! Yes! <laughs> um, sir! I'm here to just get a couple of temporary passports for my companions. Certainly! That'll be two silver for each of you. How many? There are three of them. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's a good thing you can count. He sort of looks at you. Oh, Sorry, she's a bit young. Take her words lightly. I see. One of the long livers. Okay. He goes over to this very large, complicated machine with all these little buttons and lettering. I'm going to kind of look over to see what he's doing. He's sort of, uh, you know... <laughs> Name and age? Uh, Casbis. Is, is that really all necessary? Can't I just give you a little extra money and we can expedite the process? How much extra, miss? Mm, how much are you looking to... Well, I can ignore the name. All they really need is the seal and a stamp of approval. I'll say two gold pieces. I'll just make up a name for you on the spot. Consider it done. Very good, miss. Thank you for your patronage. Yes, yes, hail Victor! <clears throat> Ad Victorium, hail Victor. And he goes ahead. <laughs> Temporary passports. Enjoy your flight to wherever you seek to go. Ad Victorium, hail Victor! Yes, 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 I'm saying like five times now. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of look over at her and roll my eyes. We're gonna walk away now. I can't keep covering for you if you guys aren't even going to try to blend in. I blend in by being myself. You're sticking out like a sore thumb. 
Where I'm from, that's not a problem. You're costing me a lot of money and a lot of effort, and I barely know you. You could suck it up for a few minutes. Just as you're kind of bickering amongst yourselves, a masked uh, soldier comes up to you with this very large breathing apparatus. Darth Vader? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> says, is there some situation here? Absolutely not. Uh, then move along, citizen. Get to your destination. I'm Victorian. Hail Victor. Yes, yes. Hail Victor. Do I send sarcasm in you, madam? Why, no. In fact, I'm offended that you think so. I would be more offended if you were disgracing the name of the High Imperium. Accusing me of such a crime is a vile thing to do. You know the penalties for that kind of talk here. Make a first, make a <laughs> 18. <laughs> he sort of nods at you just a little bit and says, Forgive me. I just want to make sure we don't have treasonous rats. Well, I shall have to think about it. I'm highly offended. Highly! In fact, I demand you escort us right away to our ship so that we can be out of this place. Very well, madam. Contingency! Follow me! Where is your heading, madam? We're going to visit the oh-so-boring land of Rheinstall. Boring, you say? What part of Rheinstall? The part that doesn't know how to say Hail Victor. I see. Old Rheinstall. Mm-hmm. Very well. I certainly hope you give them the one too, madam. Contingency to dock port three. Out. They escort you to the uh, this very sleek-looking uh, vessel. Uh, looks almost like a um, a yacht-sized sailboat. A couple of people are already <clears throat> coming aboard. This will be your dock. Enjoy your transportation. Ad Victorian. Hail Hitler. <laughs> Did I just say Hitler? Oh, fuck. He, he basically... Tyler's totally just said Hail Hitler instead of Victor. That's going to get edited. <laughs> no, no, please don't. You already put that as fucking... Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry to everybody out there. Hail Victor. No one in this podcast worships or supports Hitler. Worships? Fuck the Nazis. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. We are totally against Nazis. <laughs> okay, that totally sounds like you're Stop, you're gonna make Queen of Tarts oh stop listening God. to us. She's uh, gonna be like, oh, these no, are. Oh, please, Queen of Tarts, we love you. <laughs> oh, God. I'm wait, wait, yes. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that here. Flob. Huge flob. And Victorian, bitch. <laughs> alright. It's alright, we're gonna kill him anyway. 
Oh yeah, we are. <coughs> so they say so Ad Victorian Hail Victor. Victor. I was I thought you were I go out for at least three sessions. Oh, fuck. What have I done to myself? It's an honest mistake, though. Oh, man. Okay. The, the Nazi symbolism here is very clear, so... Yeah. We're obviously yeah. against that kind of stuff. They're Absolutely. being the bad guys. Like, it's Absolutely. pretty... <coughs> pretty basic. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah. They let you go. They do the abitorium shtick. Whatever. And, uh... You're, uh, you're free to go up the ramp onto the ship to Old Rainstall. Okay. They take you, you walk up the gangplank, mm-hmm. and already a greeter is there. Ad Victorium, passports please. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not handling my port. Alright, <coughs> checks yours, and checks the three of yours. Alright. This temporaries are only good for one transportation. You'll have to apply for additional paperwork. There should be a couple of passport booths within the terminal at Rhinestone Station. Kindly please file for the paperwork so you do not have to keep printing temporary passports. Alright? They'll save you a lot of time and effort. Got it. Very good. All right, take any seat you'd like. We should be approaching Old Rhinestone within about a day. Dinner is at six. <coughs> Lunch is at two. And if you want to have late breakfast, the brunch line is still open until 12.30. Thanks. You're welcome. Ad Victorium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go eat as much food as humanly possible to, like... You're not a human. Oh, wait. Yeah. I am absolutely a human. She's okay. the only human. Oh, wait, no, I thought you are a human. <laughs> Is he really, though? Like, he's, more, point, he's more, like, dryad than anything else. Never mind. Continue. Sorry. So, yeah, she's well, going I to... I think he's neat. <laughs> Humans... <laughs> We're gonna be buds. We gotta make no wings. No wings. So. But yeah, I basically want to like cost them as much money as possible. All right. You I'm have... used to. I feel like I'm used to stowing away or like lying my way onto these places. So. <laughs> All right. So. They <laughs> head down to the sort of small buffet room that they have set up. And uh, a greeter at the uh, gate says, Welcome to the buffet, Ad Victorium. Yes, yes, I'm starving. Get out of the way. A buffet costs about uh, three copper. I have a meal ticket I've already paid in advance. A persuasion check. (coughs) Seventeen. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, miss. Uh, go right ahead. I'm sorry. I did not recognize you. Please, and 
enjoy uh, brunch. We're about to close the line. Uh, you've got about 15 minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. You and just boys. remember, it costs us five to persuasion. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a level one. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> and I didn't even roll that high on it. That's just, I put my top stat into it. So you enter the buffet line, and for brunch, it's a couple of, you know, like omelet bakes mm-hmm. and some chive covered um, breakfast sauces and gravies. Pretty simple stuff. There is the sort of a frou-frou section of iced fruits and um, fresh eggs made to order, but this little uh, stands that list the name list the additional price for these amenities to take a cup <laughs> of freeze an extra two silver. To take to make an omelet to order will cost three silver. On top of the three copper you already paid? Yes. Damn. Sounds like bullshit. That's price gouging. Well, take it up with the high Imperium. I'm going to eventually. I'm going to be like, bitch, you ruined the environment, you ruined democracy, and you ruined prices. And you ruined breakfast. <laughs> Brunch. I'm basically going to become freaking lucky. Leave my breakfast cereal alone. Breakfast cereal costs about two copper. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm just scooping, like, everything onto my plate. Like, I don't give a fuck. You load your plate up pretty high. You even manage to kind of go over to the fruit cup and a couple of the staff kind of take note, you know, like, red woman, uh, cup of melon. And even, uh, do you stop by at all to the make-your-own-omelet station? I feel like I'm not going to chance it and get the whole scheme blown, so I'm just going to take as much free shit as I can get away with. Okay. So you take all the free stuff, and a lot of people start to kind of look at you very, um, offhandedly. They sort of kind of look your way like, what is she doing? So uncivilized. And turn back to their uh, mimosas. You know, I love a good mimosa. Uh, mimosa, indeed. Oh, let me Stop it, bro. Sorry. You eventually make it back to your table and start to start eating everything. Staff occasionally come by and say, Would you like a glass of water? What is that, fucking five silver? No, it's free. I'm not there, so... Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just her. I don't know if any of you I want. thought you guys would have come with me. Yeah, I'll probably come with you, but I'm probably just, like, picking food off your plate. Just, yeah. like, fruit and stuff. That's fine. You're, like, my idol, so I'm, like... I'm honored. I'm I'll sorry that I'm depressed. I feel bad you're depressed, so I'm just huh? like, yes, yes, here, have like, I'm definitely feeling like... Okay. Maybe maybe I'll have, like... Uh, into the Spider-Verse, like, older Spider-Man, just, like, really fucking it. depressed at everything but... Uh, I think that I'm probably, like, finding scraps that people are leaving on tables and stuff. I'm not, like, actually going to pay for stuff. <laughs> you're just... <laughs> you're, the tables are taller than you, so you're doing, like... I, like, I'm just, like... <laughs> Snatching stuff off the tables, people are probably just like noticing. Wait, hold on. If I hold on. Do that, no, she's like. <laughs> but I grab so much food, you guys can just take some away. Yeah, but there's no fun in that. <laughs> I want to see her doing that, 
And I'm gonna go up to her. I'm gonna like kind of nudge her on the arm and cast Mei Chan. Yeah, Mei Chan, like, yeah, food. like <laughs> sco scoop up a bunch of food. Um, I have Mei Chan too. <laughs> oh, do you? Excellent. A couple people kind of, you know, are kind of lost in revelry. They're a little drunk off of a little too many mimosas, and they kind of look down. And they're like, "Well, the staff's really fast today." <laughs> Gummies! Why I didn't even see them come by. <laughs> and a couple of other people kind of like. You're gonna be like child our dad, and we're all gonna okay, be stealing and doing dumb shit, and you're gonna be like. Stop. <laughs> as long as you protect the environment! <laughs> the power is yours. Be sure to let your refuse biodegrade, <laughs> as it helps the environment grow and flourish. Alright, what else is going on? Other than that, it's a pretty simple brunch. And then uh, one of the staff kind of comes by you, Scarlet, and places a paper down in front of you. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Ready? To pay, miss. You've taken at least three or four fruit cups. I have a meal ticket. I've already been assured that I was paid for. Rock persuasion. Well, that's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of, uh, the server kind of looks and says, Oh, I thought we got rid of that program. Very well. If it's already caught, then uh, pardon me. Uh, can you at least leave your uh, signature on the bottom line to assure? Absolutely. I'm just going to scrawl some fucking bullshit and a smiley face. He doesn't even bother with kind of looking at it. He says, uh, thank you very much, ma'am. Enjoy the rest of your uh, flight. We'll be taking yes. off here very soon. The nerve. So <laughs> I'm just going to eat an apple. They have no manners. As I pull something <laughs> off someone else's table. No manners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're stupid. <laughs> So, eventually brunch sort of settles out and last call is made. We're closing the line, we're closing the line. Please vacate the premises so we may clean. Alright, I guess I'll get up. Yeah. Alright, you get up. Where are the festivities? You ask this of a random person? Uh, <laughs> one of the workers, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> Just okay. some random old lady. And they, they start looking and say, what? Do you, do you have any, like, dancing, any singers, anything like that on this vessel? I don't know about that. It's only a day's journey. Hmm. If you want to enjoy some entertainment, the library's always open, the music room. Love the library. That's all I needed to hear. Very good, very good. Uh, as for music, the library also holds the music room. Just uh, place in a cylinder. It's only um, two silver to rent. Just as a coverage, it will be returned to you upon the return of the cylinder. Okay. Um. You have a flute, don't you? Mm -hmm. I have a variety of instruments at my disposal. Do you mind? <clears throat> I haven't played in a while, but what's 50 years? 
I'd be honored. I'll let him have my flute. Fuck. Wait. Yeah. Do, uh, <laughs> do I have to pay for the books or was it the instrument? It's the this, instrument thing. I thought so. Silver, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll pay it's it. like an insurance down payment. I'll pay it. So. Oh. All right. I'm gonna go. Excuse me as I loudly chomp on a piece of rock candy. <laughs> Nerd. Um, I'm gonna head there. Are you coming with or are you gonna go off and do your own thing? Oh, I was gonna go try to find. Is there like a spot on deck that I'd be able to go that I could paint? That's what my goal is right now to go paint. Ugh. Paint. I have a painting set, <laughs> I have a proficiency in painting. Uh, you can in paint on the top deck, but just don't make a mess. I won't. Very good. Don't get in any trouble. Let's go make some music. I will not. As I cross you promise? My behind my back. Like, I promise. Pinky promise. Oh. You can't beg her pinky promise. Thumbs to I suppose. Alright, excellent. We're going to pinky promise. Okay. It's unbreakable. Thumbs the rules. Thumbs the rules. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna whip out the flute. Okay? <laughs> just. Like. Yeah. I'm just Phrasing! Whip it out! Hey man, it's been oh, a long time. <laughs> 50 years! Phrasing! Valis is gonna be so disappointed. Valis had his hearts! Apparently. Valis is probably dead. Oh. We don't know that for sure, but he'd be like ninety. So I'm, I, I'll, yeah, I, I want to try to play the flute. Okay. So, I don't know if. Uh, <clears throat> be like. It'd be a performance check, probably. Would it be? Yeah, it would be a performance check. But you get your like where are you performing? Like just on top deck or something? Yeah, or like right in the middle of where you're standing. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Uh, I... Where would you be performing? Just so I have a. Uh, well, he rented the cylinder for, like, the music room. Yeah, just in the music room. Okay. Yeah, so. so you guys make your way to the library, and it's fairly small. And you go to the cylinder station, and somebody takes your payment, gives you a cylinder. Mm-hmm. And then roll for performances. Performance, yep. and if you're proficient in the flute, you add your proficiency bonus. <laughs> is 16. Okay. So you pull out a flute and you start playing it in the middle of the music room. And a couple people start to kind of turn their head towards you. And they're a little offended. Some of them. <laughs> Bitches. <clears throat> it's a music room. He rented it. I don't know why they'd be offended. They, one of them kind of... You kind of notice that in the music room there's all these little... Uh, the cylinder machines where everybody's sort of plugged in and they're wearing these very big earmuff-looking instruments. Hmm. And as you're playing your flute in the middle of the music room, people are sort of like turning and looking in your general direction while they're listening to these cylinders. Are there any other instruments in the room or is it just kind of... There are no other instruments except for these cylinder machines and these... There's a couple free spots for you to sit down and try these cylinders, and one of the attendants uh, comes over to you and says, you can't do that here. It's the music room. 
Yes, but we don't play live music. Then it shouldn't be called a music room. It's called a music room because people can sit down and listen to pre-recorded music. Do you know who I am? These people are lucky to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Listening. His playing is beautiful, and they have earmuffs. Yes, but it's just not done here. If you want to perform live, I suggest you go top deck. Otherwise, I would highly suggest you take your cylinder, sit down at the machine, and enjoy the music. Pre-recorded. Yes. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, because your character wouldn't know. Like a book? in a way of speaking but instead of copying words down they've carved it into this cylinder with a wax seal see see all these little divots and lines the music is recorded through a recording machine with a specialized amplifier the sound travels onto that amplifier and it records onto this wax seal then you can put it into another machine with a similar design that instead of making it an input, it sends the signal back out again and you can listen to the recording. And why can't these people take this wherever? Because if we go to the top deck to play and then we hear other people are all trying to play too, it's just going to be a fucking mess. Uh, Miss, I would advise you to watch your language while I'm bored, please. I advise you to watch your tone when you're speaking to me. I am terribly <clears throat> sorry, Miss, but... You're being such a Karen right now. <laughs> she she, she, a little has, she has a disguise kit. She has everything. This is what she does. I'm terribly sorry, Miss. It's just... I don't have any other answer for that. Your it's... policies don't make sense and you should feel ashamed. Scarlet, We're done Scarlet. here. It's, it's okay. This... Recording. I'm gonna like give you dagger eyes because you used my real name, my real name. <laughs> well, I'm sure nobody knows that you're. No, but still, oh, it's yeah. not a good thing. I'm just gonna be like. Let's just listen to this recording thing. And then we'll go play upstairs. It's so contrived. Well, I'm nobody interested. appreciates live theater anymore. Well, well it is a dying art now within the Empire. Mm. It's better to just stay at home and listen to theatrical productions. Better? Well, indeed. It loses its soul that way. Some might say it gains a new soul in the imagination. Whatever you want to tell yourself. <laughs> he sort of says... I enjoy the rest of your day, miss. <laughs> cause any more trouble. I'm sorry. I shan't. <laughs> Toodaloo! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Pip, pip, diddly do. Pip, pip. I want to find a book on the history of the um, Victorian Empire. Meanwhile, we're listening to music, I guess. No, that's I said fuck that place, hard. I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. interested. I, so no, I'll I absolutely. That's fine, but I In absolutely. Fact, it's, 
This Sorry, book it's that you're looking for is literally this, on. Like, there are multiple copies of it on like a little podium like the concept in the of like of the music that's being made without those little stack making it to tower shelves. Just kind of like, and you pull a copy down. It's a very and she's not simple, very thin book. Carla isn't, but she does not want to be there. That begins. The glory of the Victorian Empire was established nearly thirty-five years ago. <laughs> When Victor himself rose from the ashes of the calamitous city of Grand Rheinstall and took control and brought over the wondrous power of Magitech. So basically what I'm getting from this book is fuck Victor. <laughs> in my notes. Basically. But in your thoughts, basically Victor took over half of Grand Rheinstall in a civil war and started After they out, just got out of a civil war. Yeah, go figure. He had started a business in selling specialized technologies and weapons. He eventually ran as a sheriff within his district and was able to root out crime of all sorts and get rid of the unsociables, it calls them. As to what that full definition is, it sort of eludes you. Is there anything else? Anything about um, any other people he might be associated with? It does give a listing that his son, Albert, is currently managing things on the business side, while his father still lives in what is called the Great Red Keep. Other than that, his wife had passed away uh, about a decade beforehand. Was his wife Xanathar? No, but it does list that one of the criminals killed was Xanathar. Wait, what? Why did they kill Xanathar? What about Silgar? I was going to say, what happened to Silgar? Silgar had a stone of immortality. Oh, it does I not know, say. But he must have been so lonely with Xanathar gone. Wait, does he die like of hunger, though? Because no one's there to feed him. Well, we established that if he die, like dies, he continually like is. He has like, to suffer and die and rebirth. It's like Jack in Doctor Who. Like if uh, you're familiar with that concept, yeah. like that sucks. So poor Silver. You was... still suffer the effects of what would happen, but you don't actually get the benefit of dying. The benefit. Oh, is At that be point, so it is a benefit about... because you're in such pain and like suffering. He's gonna be so upset because he's probably like. Uh, uh, Xanathar's probably around. I'll run into him eventually. It's well, fine. you don't know. He's just reading. I know, books. but he doesn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Is there anything else notable? Notable in this book? Like, what are you looking for? I mean, I would read through the whole book. Um, so, let's see, Xanathar's dead. He killed Xanathar. That's what the text says. Cunt. Ooh, this bitch. Um, trying to think. What's the name of the order with the black scorpion or whatever? I think it was just Order of the Black Scorpion. To be does honest, it, does it mention anything about that? No. Okay. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, that gives me a little bit of golf ball. Hmm. Sorry? That's that's all. Okay. Um 
after that sad book, I want to find a happy book. Um, about... Uh, tinkering. Okay. Like with um, small objects. Okay. Like creating small objects. Okay. Like clockwork stuff. Uh, make an investigation check. Okay. Really? Nine. Nine one. Takes you a little while. The closest thing you can find is uh, crafts for toddlers. <laughs> Although, by crafts for toddlers and children, I should also say, these are some pretty advanced crafts to be teaching kids. Like what? Like soldering gears, clockwork mechanisms. Somebody has obviously placed a lot of effort into making kids fully aware of how mechanical functions work. Very simple things, like simple... Who's it written by? Uh, the author is is written by... The author is a woman named Michelle Kanan. It's probably never going to come up again, but I don't care. Uh, I'm going to spell that whoever I want. Michelle writes, Children will enjoy the wonderful act of soldering together pieces of wire, with proper parental supervision, of course. This is the absolutely efficient way of teaching children how to prepare for the life ahead. Ad Victorium Mechanica. Mechanica? It's a word unfamiliar to you. It's a very odd word. Hmm. There's obviously something of mechanics in it. Right. That's good to keep in mind. Um. Okay. I think I am sated in the library. I just wanted to find out information on the Victorian thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about this stuff just okay. a little bit so so we'll get back to Stoltus and um, Scarlet well Stoltus you... is staying in the music room oh. in, in I'm just in, I'm interested I'm checking out the thing but it could be brief I could be I feel like he'd be like okay this is neat but it's not the same and then be like I yeah, want it's my actually machine. really hard to get this machine to work you're like and eventually an assistant comes over and says oh, let me help you and they sort of slide the cylinder on, place the needle down, give the machine a couple of uh, hardy cranks, and uh, ask you to put on these little earmuffs. And it has this little... I was just going to take it off and put it down. He's like, I think I'm done. Thank you. This is not for me. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, sir. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. And he's gonna head to the top deck. Alright. So, Scarlet, you're already on top deck. What you doing? Are there other people playing instruments? No, it's fairly quiet. A couple of <laughs> ladies and gentlemen sort of walking about on the deck with uh, arm in arm, sort of looking out at the horizon. The ship has... Finally left port and is 
sort of breezing through. You don't feel any of the wind, thanks to the polarizing field. And Stoltus, you kind of come up and you're like, we're moving, but where's the wind? This doesn't feel right. <clears throat> that was always my favorite part about sailing with Shadowfuzz. You could feel the wind in your hair. I, I wanted to head to the main bag too, since I've done the library. You would have liked her. She, yes, uh, I would have. She knew how to get what she wanted. So, <clears throat> feel like uh, making it a little more loud out here? Thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal! Alright, you pull out your viol. Yeah. Think you can keep up? She's gonna laugh and get her bow strung and everything. Do I notice them come up on to the top deck? Yeah, you kind of notice that... Um... A couple of people are coming up and you notice it's them and you're just like, oh cool, they're here and you're busy painting something. Some weird painting. man sunbathing or something, some Lilo stitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would feel like that too? He drops his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream guy. Alright. I'm ready to perform. I guess I'll start playing. Mm. Okay. Unnatural 20. Alright. So you start off with a very light and sort of a tribal sort of tune. to listen to it for a minute so that way I can like figure out what he's playing or at least get a gist for it and then kind of improvise my way into accompanying it with the viol. It's an older tune but eventually you get the beat down you sort of come in with a sound to it. A lot of the people kind of take notice and sort of uh, look your way. They don't really come around and celebrate in song and dance or anything. They just sort of look on in curiosity and... I literally just have Gwent music stuck in my head, Nick. Right. Some what? <laughs> Give me a minute. Give me two seconds and I'll tell you exactly what's in my head. Is that the one? Yes. The only one that matters. Two solid ones suck. Um, I can't pronounce the artist's name, so, yeah. 
We do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> we do not own any rights to the music at all. And we're, we're not making any profits off of any of this, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. But yeah, it just kind of repeats itself, but it's a lot of fun. So that's what was in my head anyway. And you play this it. sort of, what becomes sort of a slow, uh, sort of a melancholy melody suddenly begins to sort of explode as you go through the paces a little bit, and it becomes a bit more uplifting. And Scarlet, you can't help but st kind of start to dance a little bit and do a bit of a jig as you're Yeah, that happens violing. when you play the viol, yeah. Excellent. In Stoltis, you kind of almost feel like a child again, and you start to sort of heel-toe, heel-toe as you're playing the flute. And eventually, a soldier comes up to you and uh, smacks you on the back. <laughs> yeah, and the music kind of stops. Says, <laughs> yeah. It says, that'll be enough of that noise. Noise. You mean music? There's no music I've ever listened to. It's heathen music. We're completely within our rights to play on the top deck. That may be right so, but I have every right to say you're being bothersome. Please stop. You're being bothersome by assaulting my friend here. And you are being bothersome by talking to an armed soldier. Now I am asking you again politely, stop the music and carry on with your business. Or else I will be forced to lock you in quarters. Something funny? Just didn't seem very polite of you, that's all. <clears throat> Best watch yourself, miss. We don't handle insubordination well on any of these ships. Don't play your instruments again. Next time I confiscate them, I'll throw you in the boiler. I'll throw you over the ship if you try to take my viol from me. Stoltz is going to be like, Oh, Shelf would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to be like all her heroes. And they oh, wouldn't take, I love it! They wouldn't take that shit. Listen, let's just calm down. We'll go back to exploring the rest of the ship. We're sorry for being an issue. I'm sorry you don't appreciate music the way that we do. Have a nice day. Sort of looks at you. <laughs> at Victorian, you fuckers. And turns away. It wasn't very <laughs> polite. Can't say hell, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, that was fun while it lasted. <clears throat> we'll have to play again on the ground. I thought it was a lovely tune. I would absolutely like to try to cast a spell on this bitch. Yes! Oh no! <laughs> I want to cast Dissonant Whispers. 
careless whispers. Which it's just verbal components, and um, it says that I whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of my choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 <coughs> damage and must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far away as its speed allows from you. <laughs> the creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground such as a fire or a pit. On a successful save, the target takes only half the damage and doesn't have to move away. Okay. But so either way, he's going to experience some pain. But it doesn't also say that he knows it's coming from me. It's I am whispering the melody and only he can hear it. Alright, so he needs to make a whisper. And it's a dissonant melody, so it's one of those like weird, jarring like bits of music that makes you dun, uneasy. Dun. Wait, no, like, um... <laughs> no, like... <laughs> it's more like this. Give an example. Okay. Discordant melody. That show is great. It's like beach sounds. Come. Gonna take Come. a second. It's <laughs> this is called Discordant Melody in the Nursery, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ooh. But it's stuff like that. It's notes that are like. Ah, okay. They make you feel very. I'm pretty like... sure that's a silent film, though. <laughs> that's essentially. You said it was what? It the just... Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It says, yes, Discordant Melody in the Nursery, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, original score. Oh, man, yeah. That's actually on Amazon right now. I was going to watch it. Yeah, composer is Nigel Humberstone. Nice. So... Has a very. But yeah, it's very. It's guess. any music that goes like. Like it's it's uneasy, weird. And he needs to make a notes that like shouldn't go together but do. Uh, and it's... a wisdom saving throw of thirteen. Okay. Well, he got an eleven. Okay, so I have to roll three d six. And then he has to run as far away from me as he as speed allows him to. Well, that's a one, unfortunate. What was that last part? He has to move as far away from me as his speed allows like opposite direction but it, he wouldn't go, go anywhere fast. he wouldn't go anywhere that would like make him in danger like he wouldn't run off over the edge of the ship it's okay. not anything That'd like that funny though um it, well it specifically says they won't do that they just move as far away from you as their speed allows oh and they he's gonna take 10 psychic damage Ooh, okay they're <laughs> called a four or five and a one so. did you add your modifier it, it just says that it takes 3d6 psychic damage it doesn't have a plus Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Like, my Cure Wounds has my spellcasting modifier. I Heroism gotcha. is my spellcasting modifier. What was that? I lost the top of my ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so he's going to take 10 psychic damage and run away from me. Alright. <laughs> so, yeah, all of a sudden you kind of uh, see him put... Y'all being inappropriate. His hands to his ears Start and it. just sort of like, um, oh, read. and sort of just kind of rush away like. Yeah, it says that his only he can hear it, and he's racked with terrible pain. Oh no. Yeah, he's he's not looking too good. Yeah, it says it must immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from you if available. So. And he does that. He kind of makes it to his post and just sort of, you know, tries to relax even though he's like racked with a little bit of pain. Mm -hmm. well, a little bit. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. He called me a heathen fucker. <laughs> You're kind of heathenistic, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to relax for a little while. I'm going to find a nice comfy spot and just kick my feet up and enjoy the tainted, nasty oxygen that's flowing through the air. What's your painting? I'm going to take a short rest if that's possible. All right. So you'll take a short rest. I guess mine would be a short rest as well. All right. Let's say, well, are you going to do anything more significant until the next day? Probably I mean, not. no, probably not. So we could probably take a long rest. Yeah, I'm about to say. Unless they had anything to for the night and all that. I'm just chilling. Okay. Which yeah, I'll probably spend the rest of the day just tinkering with my armor. Okay. People. So you eventually uh, all go probably to bed just and you gain a long rest. Woo. And the next day, uh, the ship starts to make port in Old Rhinestall. And an announcement comes through these large uh, phonographs in each of your rooms that says, Attention all passengers, we have docked at, Gre at Old Rhinestall. Please gather your belongings and exit the ship. Thank you for traveling with Air Victor. Ad Victorium. This dude's fucking narcissistic as fuck. Oh, Stokes is going to have a field day with this guy. <laughs> well, Casmus is going to think that too. He's not going to say it out loud, but he's going to think it. Let's see how poorly they, or how, uh, how tainted the world is now. Not that you guys would know any different, but... Yeah. Okay, the, uh... What's the name of the city that the, uh, keep was at for Shelf Under Crew? Uh, it, it was in Grand Rhinestall. You were in the Central District. Okay. Okay, just curious. Okay. So what, what part of Rhinestall is still old Rhinestall? The side that Victor's not in control of. No, I, I get that. I mean, uh, when it was Grand Rhinestall, what, like, portion of this would be, would it be? Uh, it would be... Most of the central district and uh, so the that would be the, yeah, so that it's the area that we salt. used to be like used to be yeah. in our old Calgary. Okay, you uh, you guys want to go see home? Sure. Home what? <clears throat> Shelfa and the rest of us. We had a uh, a place that we hung out at. You had a pre. You good? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> She's like fifty yards already down the road. It's like, where are you going? <laughs> so, getting off the gangplank, um, Soltis, you instantly see that Rhinesaw has changed. Yes. As I'm getting off of the gangplank and everything, I'd like to try to cast the friends can trip and basically tell the people on my way out, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so they won't be so they won't be hostile towards me for a minute. And what do they what do they need to roll again? They don't roll anything, I just get advantage on charisma checks. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, roll a charisma. Either way, like one of these days, she's gonna do this shit, and it's gonna like roll double nat ones. Don't curse me, Nicholas. 
that's a 16. And that's an 8, so we're going to go with the 16. Okay. Uh, a couple of the soldiers just kind of uh, look at you. The scarlet kind of fills their pupils, and they sort of widen a bit. They said, yep, okay, okay. Will do. Thank you for traveling here, Victor. Ad victorium. Ad victorium. As you kind of walk off the gangplank, and they kind of look after you, look out onto you, and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, Mr. yeah. Mr. Bean just... And they just start, they sort of do the finger, but they're doing it to themselves, like, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, totally. <laughs> and Stolfus, you notice that uh, Grand Old Rhinestall, as it's now called, it's definitely changed. Parts of it are mechanized, a lot of the homes are different, but some of the old structure remains and it's faded and very worn. Well, and cons like, considering like one of the last times before he left, because I'm sure he spent some time back in Rhinestall before heading home or whatever, like everything was like fire and brimstone, so like this right. is this is still an improvement over fire, fire and brimstone, but... Right. It's definitely an improvement from then, but it's nowhere near the grandeur that you once saw when you lived here before the calamity. This place is a lot colder than it used to be. It used to feel a lot more alive. You don't see enough people out either. There's no music. It's a shame. There is some music, but it's again, it's more the sort of waltzy sort of music. <sighs> Boring. <laughs> and as I just like to be playing music that I enjoy wherever I go. That's what I'd like to do right now. So. So you sort of pull out. You're gonna pull out your viol or something to just start strumming or something. You know, once he's strumming that shit, just walking around and. Yep. Nice. Yep. And you do that, and a couple of people just sort of look towards your direction, like, "What is this person?" A couple of the people kind of pass by, and they say, Oh, that sounds very nice. And they give you not so much money, but they give you, like, small little trinkets. Uh, one of them, uh, Ole, says, You play that instrument very well. I can't stand all this oom-poo-poo -poo shit. <laughs> I love old grandmas who curse, so this is great. <laughs> Here. It's not much, but... It'll help you if you're in need of some lunch. Here's a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> you What's take care of yourself here as you kind of like... I'll squishes. ask her if she has a request. Won't you play me the song of the lilies? Oh, people totally do that too with their hands. Do I recognize that? Or do I know that song? Uh, both of you make a history check. Fifteen. You're familiar with the tune. It's one of the first tunes you actually picked up in an antique shop. Excellent. And that one. Oof. Nope. Oops. Must have been after my time. Must have. It's like I'm just like. Well, that's yeah, all you. I will. Uh, I'll try to play it for her. The song of the lilies is more of a staccato tune, so you kind of take out the viol and you serve. Blum blum blum. I don't know how it goes, but I'm pulling strings. <laughs> and she sort of claps along and starts to sing a little bit of the song. 
In the meadow of the lilies, from a little pet dolls, dancing in the wind, dancing in the wind, like a father's cup, like a father's touch on the cheek, or a mother's sweet kiss, the lilies drop along the meadow plain. Is that actually like a thing you found, or are you just coming up with that on the spot? Coming up with that on the spot. Rock on, Tyler. That was honestly impressive. The lilies in the meadow are dancing to the tune of the wind. Oh, I feel awesome. I love this lady. Bless you, dear, and may the triumvirate shine on you. Oh, so mighty are they. Thank you. Oh, and just for that, just one more thing, and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> she kind of digs around in a little, uh, little pouch. I have a couple of sweet drops. I'll give one to you, and I love your hair. So I will give you a nice, bright, Pink one to match. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna jump I want up a and sweet. Down and my hands. What's your favorite animal? Oh, my favorite animal was my mother's hermit, a small little ferret little creature. We called him Edgar. Oh, I want to like make a little ferret in my hand and make oh, him like dance around and play goodness. on my palm. <laughs> Can I touch him? You, you can try. Oh, I see. He's made of magic. Yes. Oh, there just isn't enough magic in the world anymore. I was waiting for Tyler to drop something like it. She magically touches or something like that, and she's some witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, my goodness. Oh, it's so wonderful. <laughs> God bless you all so much. Ma'am, how old are you? If I may ask. I just turned 73. Is that all? Yes. You don't live too long. Well, you here. look great for your age. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't have guessed a day past 35. I still use the old brimstone soap to make <laughs> my hair nice and soft. They it shows. soap like they used to when I was Sir, have you been here I can time? make it myself with rose petals <coughs> and everything. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Have you been here your entire life? Just about, yes. Do you remember how these roads used to look? Golden. They used to shine in the sunlight. Now they're so covered with soot ashes. Brown. There's shit roads now. <laughs> well, shit roads. I have two questions for you. His face, the way he's amazing. Uh, it's been a while since I've been here, and I'm looking for an old home of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, do you happen to remember the Heroes of Rhinesalt? Yes, I, I remember hearing about the coronation. Now, the roads seem to be a little different here. Uh, do you happen to remember how to get to the keep? The keep? Oh, yes! The king's keep. Um, 
dear, you're going to be very disappointed to know they demolished it two weeks ago. My fern! <laughs> two weeks ago! I think your fern was dead long before that. Shh! You shut your mouth. <laughs> well, I, uh... Most of it's still intact, but the inside's been gutted. If you just head down this road here... Can you mend? Take the left <laughs> at the metal signpost, and then go right, left again, straight ahead. You should still find some ruins. I'm really sorry, dear. It's you came here to live, to find some fond memories. They're slowly fading away. In a matter of time, that bastard to the east, oh, he'll, he'll take us all. And then what's going to be left? More metal houses, less of the old brick stone and ivory. And I don't have much time to live anyway. I'm getting on in years, but some days I just wish that the old days would at least come back as a glimmer. I don't mind change, but this is destruction. Um, question. Out game, sort of. I have... I have a spell that's entangled. Is there any way I can modify it so that instead of it being like a attack spell, can I use it to like make the weeds and the plants underneath, like between the stones, like grow out so it looks more green instead of you know industrial or whatever? Oh wow! Like so, like wild flower weeds or whatever. Or I was I'll like, allow it. It's like, ma'am, I have a present for you. I just mm. need you to stand back for a second. Why? He's gonna place his hand on the ground and cast the spell, and I envision like uh, out of the cracks where there's like little sprouts of like grass and stuff trying to break through. It's gonna start like growing out and like covering the uh, grounds. Little wildflowers popping up. Oh, and I wanna I wanna use prestidigitation to make like a, a puff of wind like kind of blow the flowers so they kind of like sh you know shake a little That's bit. That's some Studio Ghibli shit. Yeah, Hell yeah. Woo! <laughs> Nature Rose Part Two. It's not she, much, but... She looks and bends out. Tiger weeds. I haven't seen these in years. They don't grow anymore. Thank you. And she pulls one out of the ground and sort of ties it into her hair. <laughs> I would die for this old lady. <laughs> Me too. I don't even know her Spoiler name. Spoiler alert. That's, that's our motivation to kill Victor. This lady right here is gonna drive us for the rest of the fucking campaign. We just we just performed some Studio one. Ghibli shit. What did you do? Uh, made the grass and shit break through the concrete and like there's wildflowers all over and the place. And he used prestidigitation to make a wind so that it was like <laughs> all majestic them. and shit. And she put one in her hair. Aww. Well, if you ever need a place to stay, I am in the old mill tavern. It's been in my family for a few years now. My son runs the place. Just say that you know Elsmeralda. Elsmeralda. She's going in my friends. 
Yes! Yes! And my allies. Just say that you know Esmeralda and my son Tobias will give you a room on the house. Any time. Any time. I could be going now. I've got to get to the bakery and get us a loaf. Thanks for the sandwich. Oh, you're welcome, dear. There's plenty more at the old stone mill. <laughs> I love her. And she starts humming the tune of the lilies, lilies in the wind. So wholesome. Oh. I love her. I love her, too. Well, it doesn't sound like there's much left, but... When you mentioned the entangled thing, I thought you were going to use that to, like, hold the ruin together. And, like, I thought so, it, like, too! <laughs> I might. We'll see. That's what I thought you were going to do. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep this old lady. I'm like, oh, okay. But I thought you were, yeah. Also wholesome. To... All right. So you uh, follow Esmeralda's uh, direction to the old keep. And indeed, it has seen better days. The tower is starting to lean, the bricks are starting to sort of crack in places in the foundation. What the was masonry. the name of the old tavern? The Old Stone Mill. Old Stone Mill, thank you. So, you eventually reach the keep, and indeed it looks like it's been gutted recently. The door's been more than knocked down, and so is the walls. A couple of support beams sort of hold up the front of it. But just as you sort of... Um, walk up to the keep, you start to hear a little um, clicking and snickering. Who's there? You're a little sweet. Get inside the cellar. Get inside the cellar. Alright. Inside the cellar. I'm gonna go ahead and follow him, but like (laughs) cautiously. Right, so you kind of cautiously make your way up there and... Better not smack me in the back of the head. I'll kill him. <laughs> I'll throw a knife, ice knife right into his fucking face. And what you see is this small little uh, goblin sort of uh, making their way in the door. Sam Smorkle. And uh, he sort of looks back and he says, Ah! Ah! Goblin, I, goblin. Pulls out a dagger and says, Don't you dare follow us! There are thousands of us in this little cellar! Thousands! Stay away! Stay away! And at me? Um, at anybody who's at the wall looking in. Is it just you? I mean, we're probably close enough behind. Yeah. I thought he asked us to come with him. No, no, oh. he was talking to somebody else. <laughs> oh. They're running away from us trying to hide. Oh, I thought he was talking to us. No. No. Oh, I'm going to be like, okay. And he just sort of closes the cellar door down and here up. What's the cellar door made of? Uh, looks like some cheap, flimsy wood. Rotten wood. Time to karate chop that shit. Just... Open sesame! <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just try to kick it in. All right. 
You kick the door in, uh, make a attack roll against the door. <laughs> Fuck up that door. Strike is just. It's been a little while. I'm sorry, Regan. Oh no. Uh, 16? 16 to hit? That hits. Cool. I'm gonna bust that door. I'm gonna, like, probably kick it where the. where I envision the lock's probably at. Alright. You do that, and the door just sort of. <laughs> sort of tumbles in. And you hear voices going. and start walking down into the cellar. Belly of the keep, yeah. Belly of the keep. I have dark vision! <laughs> oh man, I don't have dark vision for once. This sucks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you all walk in and it doesn't take you too long before you reach sort of like a large sort of a larger space in the bottom here. There's no other tunnels leading out, and you see a group of goblins sort of huddling around something, and they turn around and they're just like, ah! Stay away! Stay away! Hey, we, we come with good tidings. Good tidings! No, people come with tidings of good! No, no, he just used to live here, and we were just checking it out. We wanted to know what was going on. No, but I live here in a band, and you leave us alone! I stab you! I stab you! I'm gonna ask that you please don't. <laughs> I stab the short man! I stab him! You're just as short as me! Lies! Goblins are tall in pride! <laughs> How many are there? Three. I would like to try to cast sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did too. I, I had a backup too, so... <coughs> I was just gonna drop him in a pit. <laughs> Is that just gonna be your solution now? <laughs> Dude, I've got... It's tough. Sleep. I've got mold earth. That's what I was gonna do. The Medusa is just open a pit and lock, knock her into it and put the dirt back over. I was like, shut up. <laughs> All right, so and that was the last to save the bride. Yeah. <laughs> you see little snakes trying to poke out of the ground. You start playing whack a mole on them. And what's the area of the spell again? Twenty feet from okay. a point I choose. So okay, gonna target the goblin. Are you gonna put all of them to sleep? I, what I have to do is roll the 5d8, and then it starts with the lowest one's area. hit points, and then I go upward until all the hit points are gone. And I have four right now on two rolls, so it's not looking too great. Five. Nine. Eight. Sixteen. Okay. So. Well, two of them fall asleep. I was going to say, on the bright side, goblins don't have a lot of... Uh, no, they do not. Two of them fall asleep. The other one just sort of, like, what do you want? We just want to know what's going on. It private business. Well, you're alone now, so you might want to talk a little bit. What do you want with me? What do you want? What do you have down here? Precious. Oh! <laughs> 
One ring to <laughs> Um Uh Listen, uh we just came to uh see what was going on. Alright? So Oh god, the face ex- <laughs> Please just explain what's going on. I don't wanna have to hurt you. We have something of importance. What is it? Is it something that we want? A pretty picture. A precious picture. Of that what? we stole. That we stole. Where'd you steal it from? Big room. Iron bars. Lots and lots of locks. Had lots a lot of men and gutlins to get it. Can we just see it? We don't no, want to take it. It's mine now. It's my picture. Alright, I am also going to cast sleep. <laughs> So that's 11. So another 9. So that's 20. You're doing better than I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I only get to roll one. 25. He conks out. (laughs) (laughs) So all of a sudden it hits him and he's just like... (laughs) And that would affect the other ones too, so they're just re-put to sleep, I guess. Put into a deeper sleep. Thank you. Um, Glad that's over with. Let's see what this uh, picture is about. It's a portrait of a man. Thanks. Stultus, you know the portrait. It's of Victor. Oh, bitch. Who is this? I'm sorry, did Stultus actually groan like that? Yeah, probably. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna ask him, who is this? That's, uh... That's him. Huh. What's so valuable about this painting, do you think? That's a good question. What what all is in the painting? As far as you can t- make an investigation check, actually. Ooh. 24. Surprisingly, on the picture's face, there isn't much. It's simply a portrait somebody painted of Victor sitting in a uh, three-legged, three-legged chair. Can I flip it over, see if there's anything on the back? You do that, and you realize that there's extra sort of padding. It looks like somebody's taken some extra canvas. Steal a Declaration of Independence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Extra canvas, and has sort of taped it to the underside of the canvas frame. Okay, I'm going to tear that off. All right. It takes a little while. But you cut through it, and there's, like, this cotton stuffing under the painting. I'm gonna dig through the cotton, see if there's anything inside. Digging around, your hand bumps something small and To roll them all. It's bigger than a ring, though. (laughs) A cock ring. (laughs) Nicholas! Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Of all the trouble, never mind. Anyway, what is it? Alright, Logan. <laughs> it's time for you to go to bed. It's, all, it's yeah. time for all of us to go to bed. Anyway, you pull out what looks to be this square metal piece of technological whatchamacallit. Hmm. You've never seen a machine like this before. It's unfamiliar to you. Does it seem magical or anything like that? Make an arcana check. 
Like, how big is this thing? It's about the size of... Out-game, it's about the size of a cell phone, but in-game, it's fairly large. So that'd be... 13. And that'd be a technological device. Oh, no, it's history text, though. So, yeah, 13. Okay. There doesn't seem to be any... There's a faint magical aura, but you think that's more from the material rather than some sort of spell bound to it. Okay. Um, Looking at the piece a little bit more, it looks like it actually might connect to something. Stiltus is going to take the frame, like, take the frame itself and put it off to the side and punch a hole through Victor's face. Yeah, you do that, and... He's going to feel bad because the goblins were, like, really in love with this thing, so he's going to cast Mending to fix it. Oh, I was no. going to say, yeah. And then punch another hole through it. <laughs> Catharsis. Anybody else want a shot at it? I can do this all day. I'm going to pull my rapier out and go, like... Except now it's in multiple pieces. I can only fix it if it's a small break. Huh. <laughs> well, you said you could fix it. It's not my problem. Well, I'm gonna. At that point, I'm just gonna use prestidigitation to kind of light it on fire, and I'm gonna start walking away. Okay. It's anything, already chopped a bit, so. Is there anything in the keep or in the cellar or anything that's notable, or is uh, it just make kind an of... investigation check? Kind of getting at that point now where I'm like, ready for bed. All right, we'll we'll wrap it up here real quick. Nineteen. Yeah, real All right, nineteen. Um, <laughs> you notice that on one of the goblins, there's a piece of parchment sticking out of his back pocket. I really hope it's not toilet paper. You pull it out. All right, you pull it out, and it's on the piece paper. of parchment is a written note that says. You three had better, you five had better make sure you get what we need. He's been hiding this piece for a while and we've only just found the information. Once you have it, return it to us. Do not keep it for yourself or you will not be paid your rubies. Signed, Xanatos, head writer for... The Silgar. The Silgar. I was expecting you to just say X, and I was going to be like, yes! <laughs> but also, yes! I'll relay that onto the rest. Alright, I'm going to put a question mark up where I put he was dead. <laughs> I knew that motherfucker's still kicking. He but doesn't know who I am yet, but he will. There's nothing else in the ruins that would no. Is the fern here? And it's just a very depressing walk through memory lane of decayed and desiccated home. Right. The fern's still there, though. Although it's... Dragon molted. It's it's kind of grown out of its pot and sort of melded with some weeds. My dude! (laughs) Shit, how you been these past 50 years, dude? Uh, oh, wait, I can't speak to plants yet. Oh. Oh, I'll be back, Fern. All right. 
I've got everything I need here. There's nothing left for me. All right. Perhaps we could go rest at the inn that Sweet Esmeralda owns. Yeah. Let's make a game plan of what to do next. All right. All right. And with that, you sir, you make your way to the inn. And behind you, Scarlet, you notice a shadow has taken notice, and it's falling far behind. Till next time. Ah, bitch.